With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. Sure, you need an organized military force to defend your country, but the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is the people in contrast with the militia. It doesn't say the right of the militia to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It says the right of the people. Now, why the word people? Because the people who wrote this had just fought a war for two years against a tyrannical state militia. They knew the time might come when they'd have to do that again. So they made the possession of weapons a right that the militia could never take away. Now, gun control advocates say the phrasing is clumsy. And the comma separating the state from the people is just a pause to get your breath. <laughs> Strange. They can't seem to point out any other places where those hack framers fucked up the wording. <laughs> those hack framers. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> that was Penn and Teller explaining the Second Amendment for dummies, I think is the best way to put that. Welcome to the Friday Night Fiasco. It is the 11th of January, 2013. I am the lesser of the two hosts, Sean. Across from me, as always, is the better of the two hosts, Clint. And I am glad you played that opening uh, part because I wanted – I got. do you know how much hate mail I got – Last week. Oh, now there's a specific pile of hate mail you're getting? Normally or, it's just a generalization. Normally it's just general. I actually got hate mail, and I know that we had some uh, listeners bug out uh, yes. last week also yes. at the beginning of the show when I made the remark that, hey, according to uh, a liberal interpretation of the Second Amendment of the Constitution, women can't own guns, or it doesn't apply to them <laughs> unless they're a member of the National Guard. And I think people took that to mean that I was saying that the Second Amendment doesn't necessarily apply to women, uh, which was not the case. It's the actually either, either I failed to make my case clear, but I think at the beginning I was pretty clear that let's use the liberal argument. I and think that, the biggest problem, and we should have picked up on this right away, is as soon as you said it, I heard this. <laughs> <laughs> that. That's a sound that immediately says maybe we should stop and clarify. No, this is our show. We're pressing forward. Okay, we have the objective. We're advancing to it, period. Right. So what I was talking about was the liberal argument, and like Penn and Tiller just, just pointed out in this piece they did, is that the liberal argument is that guns apply to the militia. So what I did to point out how ridiculous that argument is, is I clearly defined the militia 
um, not not what it was, but what the what it, the original intent was, which I believe I mentioned uh, from one of the co-authors. Like he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> that it was the people as the whole, and the Second Amendment says the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. But I uh, I made the argument that hey, the, the left is arguing militia, so let's hey let's define militia and take this to the logical conclusion. Um, so for those of you that sent me hate mail, um, you're kind of ignorant. I mean, I love you. Thank you for listening to the show, um, but you're, you're kind of ignorant. Well, if that doesn't win listeners, <laughs> well, what does? Well, it is, a, it is a ridiculous argument, and, and as we discussed earlier, that's just one way that they want to approach it. And, and I think they said it great. When I saw that clip, I immediately was psyched to see it because I thought it was a uh, very well done. They're trying to say the comma is this pause, yeah. as it's part of the same, and not comma, new subject. Not a separation. Right. Is it really that pathetic that you have to go that far to say this one comma is the difference between being able to defend yourself from tyranny and not? They don't they don't believe that you have to defend yourself from tyranny though. That's not right. they that's not what they believe it's for. And here's here's the funny thing about that is again taking the the, the liberal side of the argument um, if, if you're talking about that, it only applies to militia, um, which the U.S. Code defines, but let's say it applies to everybody, militia, whatever, then that is the, the people as a whole, and yeah. they can be called into service right. for defense of their country as the militia, which is anybody, and they're supposed to keep their own arms. Right. So they should be able to have military-style weapons because they can be called into service of their country. Right. And, you know, I, we talked about this, too. If we're all part of the militia, uh-huh. then we are. Right. And if we're not, then we're not. But how are they going to spin it? So if they say, okay, in order to keep and bear arms, you have to be part of the quote-unquote militia. Okay, we are. Okay, so Congratulations. We're all part of the militia. Except for women. Except for women, as we did. Unless they're in the National Guard. It left them out. So there's your war on women. Way to go, liberals. Way to have a war on women again. But but let's look at that. They just took a large chunk of the population, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of – you read – if you're on Twitter or you read any of the headlines, Mm -hmm. a lot of people start to post when people are defending themselves with weapons when it turns out right, Mm -hmm. as it should be. A lot of them are women defending their home, defending their kids, um, taking their uh, – Taken on an assault or on the streets or whatever. Yeah, then they just have to use their husband's gun and go back to taking bread. What's the problem? <laughs> but we get thrown into the war on women. Oh, it's the right to war on exactly. women. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I said that to be facetious before I get any more hate mail. But isn't that just insane? And so if they jump well, hang, this militia hang on. thing, there's a large chunk of the population that doesn't even qualify. Exactly. And maybe that's the point. Right. But here's, here's another thing. If that's where they're going with it and they're using the militias defined by the United States Code – and not the original intent of the Second Amendment, right? then that means that all laws in all states that outlaw firearms or ammunition possession for people under the age of 18, right, because 17 years old right, or 21, like some states, those are unconstitutional because the militia is 17 to, right, 17 to right? 45, 64 with prior military service. Right. So, so uh, Okay, so we already have a bunch of anti-gun laws that are unconstitutional now. And now you're putting hands, uh, guns, in the hands of 17-year-olds. Yeah. Who can still go to high school. So congratulations. So congratulations. You're, you're making going for the them. exact logic <laughs> you're trying to use. To this is it. great. It, I, I, this is so awesome. I love it when they make just 
They make it easy on us? Yeah. <laughs> and why hasn't anybody else bothered to, like, look into this at all? Well, because they're not really, with the exception of a few people that Pierce Morgan, and we'll get into that, brings on his show to try to berate, which that bit him in the ass this week, even though that's normally what he does. You know, I saw a certificate out there this week. Okay. And I was very glad to see it. Um, we issued it, but it was uh, congratulating Pierce Morgan. <laughs> And I'll tell you why. He he obviously graduated from the Chris Matthews School of Interviewing, okay, which is very, very specific, yeah. and it entails a lot of things. Number one, have your mic louder than the person you're arguing with, so you right. can always talk over and, and number two, um, sh- uh, don't address any direct questions that you don't have a good answer to. Just push it away. Just push it aside. Number three, uh-huh. turn him into a straw man. Right. And number four, uh, just yell and talk over your opponent. So it's obviously one year apiece. It's a four-year school. Right. Um, so he did it. get his uh, – it's not a certificate. I apologize. It's a diploma. I believe it's a bachelor of bullshit. Is, issued by us. Issued by the Sackheads Radio Show. Um, it will it's be like an honorary. It, no, it's legit. No, it's honorary because Chris Matthews doesn't instruct um, anything because he's kind of an idiot. No, but we've learned from so. his ways, and that's how Pierce okay. learned. Um, so I, I'm very proud of him. He graduated. Are we going to declare ideological war on him also? It may need to happen. But what is what what does he know about the, he his government? Well, let's start from the beginning. Let's erase the government. Let's just go okay. after him the person. Okay. He was the editor of a newspaper in uh Britain. Huge newspaper, a right? Big newspaper. Huge. And huge. And it's found out that he did all this seedy, underhanded bullshit no. stuff. No. I guess there was like illegal wiretaps or whatever. No. Now, how, wait, so that not, doesn't work it's out. in Britain, so they can do that there, right? Right. Okay. So he bounces around a little bit. Uh-huh. Then he ends up on America's Got Talent. Um, well, he obviously doesn't have talent. That's It says America, not Britain's. Okay, then why is he judging it? Um, well, because it's easy. As, when you can't do something, you can judge it. It's like you can also teach it. Got um, it. Okay. So, and then all of a sudden... Um, What's his name there? The guy who was 9,000 years old and had 45 wives uh, retired. I can't. Larry. Larry King. Flint. Oh, King. 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 That's right. Larry King retired. Um, and they said, oh, we got to get somebody, but we want to get somebody who is. Uh, By the way, that looked really weird. I know. Sarko, I'd right love to be in the middle of a bit or yeah. our discussion and have the sound engineer pretty much climb into my lap. Which was pretty awesome. My computer, so. I would be posting a picture of it online. Taco, thank you. Um, so he comes in, and I'm pretty sure CNN said, hey, you know what, we need a puppet, but people love accents. What's our option? Well, Pinocchio. Right, that didn't work out. Because okay. it was a French accent, even though there was they were in France, there was zero accent in that movie. And that's always a weird thing about Disney to me, but whatever. Um, so they bring in this Pierce Morgan guy. And different from Pierce Brosnan? Brosnan? Totally or what's his name? One was James Bond guy, right? Yeah. Um, and so not the good one. They bring in this. No, Pierce was okay. You're thinking of uh, Roger Dalton. Who? Exactly. Yeah, I don't even know who that is. Um, so they bring in this Pierce Morgan guy, and all he does, and we all know CNN's in the left pocket for the most part. I, I Every now and again, they'll have a commentator or somebody because they have to to say they're credible. They have somebody with the other side, um, and they blow them up. So they bring this Pierce Morgan guy in who jumps when he's told to jump. He has – I don't think – I've seen him speak before. I don't think he's that intelligent an individual. He may have his stance on the Second Amendment. He has it as a British citizen 
who knows very little about what it's like to be a real American because he was rich when he came over here. So he does. He doesn't. I have to say something. Okay. Hey Pierce, remember Yorktown. <laughs> Tweet that to him from me. I absolutely will. Remember Yorktown, remember Pierce. Yorktown, do it at the break. So, and he comes over here, and he just because Larry King, as crazy as he was, he had his own opinions. Right. He, he sometimes went against the grain of CNN. He would say exact. But he's Larry King. What are they gonna do to him? This guy, he falls right in the line, and it, whether his ideals line up with CNNs or they don't. He's out there spouting it every night. And the simple fact that he would say such things like uh, he did with uh, Ben Shapiro from Breitbart, and none of his higher-ups went, hey, you know what? Watch it. Because I, your opinion's your opinion, but where the hell do you get off? Like he called the Constitution little book because Ben Shapiro brought him. I, I think- I, I've read you a little book. I don't think he's read it, and if he has read it, he doesn't understand it, um, which how can he remember Yorktown? Um, I, I think I, – you know what? I have to wonder. <laughs> I wonder if he needs help. Is he crying out for help? Is he being held hostage because he is a British citizen, correct? Right. Here on a work visa. Is he being held hostage almost like a human trafficking thing where CNN <laughs> won't let him do anything and they're holding his visa – if he doesn't toe the line and say exactly what they say. Well, maybe he's crying for help. Maybe they say, hey, we have you surrounded here in the building, like Washington surrounded Cornwallis. Whoa. And you can't leave, and you have to buy things from our little store, and you're forever indebted to us. <laughs> I wonder if he needs help. Is he like the guy that was stuck in the uh, airport terminal for 10 years on the CNN? You know, he just can't leave the building. He's like, oh, I'm screwed, so, well, you guys get an opening? Oh, what the hell? I've been on TV before. What do you want me to say? Anything yeah. you want, that's easy. So let me get this straight. You're going to buy me, uh, like, one or two suits, and the rest of the time I'm going to wear what I came over in. Oh, God. And you won't it's frustrating. revoke my visa. So uh, we're going to get into, because there's an interview that we're going to talk about the second half of the show with Ben Shapiro from Breitbart. Let's and play it now. You want to do it now? Remember Yorktown. Yes. <laughs> All right. So this was from yesterday. That's um, the new rally cry. The editor in large, that should be everyone. Hey, Perfect. everyone right now, tweet Pierce, Pierce Morgan. Morgan. Remember. Pierce Morgan and uh, remember Yorktown. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening, come on, get on it. Kicked your ass before. Well, and I no, to, just play it. All right. This is the interview from yesterday. It's French Shapiro, editor in large at Breitbart and Pierce Morgan on CNN. Pierce Morgan. Riddled. Riddled with bullet holes in their classroom. Um, and the public demands we speak to it. Strong words from Vice President Biden, who heads the White House Task Force on Guns. My next guest has strong words for me. He says, I'm off the rails on guns in America. Ben Shapiro is editor-at-large at Breitbart.com and the author of Bullies. How a left's culture of fear and intimidation silences Americans. So why am I off the rails, Mr. Shapiro? Uh, you know, honestly, Pierce, you've kind of been a bully on this issue because what you do, and I've seen it repeatedly on your show, I watch your show, um, and I've seen it repeatedly, what you tend to do is you tend to demonize people who differ from you politically by standing on the graves of the children of Sandy Hook, saying they don't seem to care enough about the dead kids. If they cared more about the dead kids, they would agree with you on policy. I think we can have a rational 
political conversation about balancing rights and risks and rewards of all of these different policies. But I don't think that what we need to do is demonize people on the other side as, as being unfeeling about, the, about what happened in Tanzania. How dare you accuse me of standing on the graves of the children that died there? How dare you? I've seen you do it repeatedly, Pierce. Like I say, how dare you? Well, I mean, you can keep saying that, but you've done it repeatedly. What you do, and I've seen you do it on, on the program, is you keep saying to folks that if they disagree with you politically, then somehow this is a violation of, of what happened in Sandy Hook. And you have yet, I, I, I really like to hear your policy prescriptions for what we should do about guns. Because you say that you respect the Second Amendment, and you yeah. know, I brought this here for you so that you can read it. It's the Constitution. And I, I would really like for you to explain to me what you would do about guns that would have prevented what happened in Sandy Hook. If you want to do what you did in the UK, right, which is ban virtually all guns, that is at least a fair argument. And we can have a discussion about whether that's something that we ought to do well, or I've not. I've made it very clear what I want to do, which is exactly what Mark Kelly wants to do. And in fact, rather than address, okay, so your, talk about that. Rather than address your comments to me about uh, standing on the graves of children at Sandy Hook, you can address them to Mark Kelly because he agrees with everything that I've been saying because he feels the same way as does his wife. They're gun owners. They both respect the Second Amendment of the Constitution. They don't want to take away anybody's right to defend themselves with guns. They well, they want to take away certain types of guns, obviously. They want to take away assault weapons, which are capable with magazines like we saw at Aurora and Sandy Hook, of unleashing uh, a ridiculous amount of... Well, this is a question I wanted to ask you, Pierce, because I've, I've seen you talk about assault weapons a lot, and I've seen Mark Kelly talk about assault weapons. Mm -hmm. The vast majority of murders in this country that are committed with guns are not committed with assault weapons. They're committed with handguns. Okay, so are you willing to ban handguns in no, this country across no, the country? No, that's not what I'm asking for. Why not? Let me ask you... Don't you care about the kids who are being killed in Chicago as much as the kids in Sandy Hook? Yes, I do. Then why don't you care about, about banning the handguns in Chicago? No, we'll come to that. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What was the weapon used at Aurora in the movie theater? It was in yeah, it was, it was an assault rifle, sure. Okay. What was the weapon used in the Oregon shopping mall? Uh, I believe it was an assault rifle, correct? Okay. What was the weapon used at Sandy Hook? It was an assault rifle. What was the weapon used at the incident around Christmas when the firemen were lured to, lured to their deaths, the New York State firemen? And bought illegally, that was, a, that, was a, that was an assault rifle. Right, so the last four mass shootings in America were all the assault rifles. And the vast, yeah, that, vast that is the reason, well, Mr. Shapiro. And you can smirk at me, and you can laugh at I'm me, not and you can accuse me of standing on the graves of dead children. And being a bully, yes. But that is the reason that people like me and Mark Kelly and Gabrielle Giffords want to have assault weapons like that removed from civilian hands. Your passion that on the, the issue point. doesn't really justify the, the rationale for why you want to ban assault weapons, you but not handguns. You understand why we want to remove the preferred weapon of choice. Uh, these killing machines well, I would like from you the hands of deranged young men. All I'm asking is for you to be philosophically consistent. If what you're worried about is the removal of killing machines from the hands of mm -hmm. deranged young people, then maybe we should talk about a blanket gun ban. And let's get to what the left really wants here. And, the, you know, you say that you're for Why the is it about minute. left or right? Because in Britain, this never is about left or right, this issue. Why is it here? Well, you know, we can talk about Britain in a second. I think the reason that it's about left and right here is because fundamentally, the right believes that the, the basis for the Second Amendment, and they believe in the Second Amendment, the basis for the Second Amendment is not really about self-defense and it's not about hunting. It is about resistance to government tyranny. That's what the founders said and that's what the right believes in this country. Which tyranny are you fearing yourself? Uh, I fear the possibility of a tyranny rising in this country in the next 50 to 100 years. Let me tell you something, Pierce. The fact that my grandparents and great-grandparents in Europe didn't fear that is why they are now ashes in Europe. So this, this kind of leftist revisionist history, where there's never any fear of democracy going usurpatious or tyrannical, is just that. So just, to, just to clarify your position then, the answer to Sandy Hook, as it was to Aurora, as it was to Gabrielle Giffords, as it was to Columbine Virginia Tech, is you do nothing. Is that your position? And that's not my position. What I is actually, your position? My position is that we have to calibrate laws 
that are designed to get hands out, guns out of the hands of bad people mm -hmm. and keep guns in the hands of good people who want to buy them. This how idea do, of more guns versus less guns. How do you guns, do that? Uh, well, I think one of the ways that you do that is by better screening for mental illness. I think that you do better background checks. Was Adam Lanza's mother a good person? Uh, I don't know whether she's a good person or a bad person. Well, she's irresponsible with her guns. Has there been any evidence to suggest she was not a good person? No, but there's been a significant so evidence. So by your criteria, no, she would have been, she would have been a, wait a minute. By your criteria of the good people should be allowed the guns and the bad people shouldn't, she would have been allowed the guns. She was an irresponsible person. She didn't keep right. her guns locked up. And that, and that should be against the so law. If you have a mentally ill person in your house, right. so then I mean, these, we're talking about laws that we right. can both agree then on here. Becomes, I don't know why you're disagreeing with me on Then she becomes this. a bad person, does she? Well, no, it's not a matter of, it's not a matter of morally good you versus morally bad. the criteria, good and bad. Well, so is she good or bad? You're right, Pierce. I should have said responsible versus irresponsible. Mm. That's correct. Okay, so she goes from good to bad. No, she goes from responsible to irresponsible. Mm -hmm. Let's take a break. Let's come back and talk more about this. So we don't agree. <laughs> Let's. You know what? I. I. You're. You're kicking my ass. So let's take a break. So he eviscerated him essentially in that he never gave him a leg. Pierce did exactly what he always does. Once he got uncomfortable because he was losing in the logic, he pushed it away. Well, what are we do in Britain. We'll get back to Britain. That's what Shapiro did to him. He threw it back in his face. No, no, no. We're not changing the point of the argument. We're going to keep it on point. I, I thought Ben Shapiro was outstanding. Um, one of the things you brought up when we first listened to it, I wish he never said assault weapons because, again, that's a made-up fallacy. Yep. Um, and, and he kept pushing the same thing, and the, the, uh, the left does the same thing. They, I agree with them. They bring out these dead folks and make it about them. Well, these last four mass killings were with the AR-15, the quote-unquote assault rifle. And that's what this is all about. Well, a majority of the gun violence, quote-unquote, in America mm -hmm. is done with a handgun. Mm -hmm. So he, he made an excellent point. So why wouldn't it just be sweeping that? If you really want to take the, the guns out of people's hands, the violence, why don't you just make it, well, I don't want to do that. No, you don't want to do that yet. Because if you try to do it all at once, everyone would absolutely lose it. Like Crowdhammer said, it would cause absolute uprising in this country if they try to take the uh, guns all at once. No, we're going to do a little bit. So we're going to go after the quote-unquote assault rifles, AR-15, the quote-unquote military-style rifles. I did a test the other day um, because I had to know for myself, just in case there's a strange danger lurking in my house. Okay. I, I have several weapons. I just used my pistol, uh, uh, my Glock, because I just wanted to uh, know for sure. I loaded it. Uh-huh. I put it back inside the safe. I actually double locked it just in case. Okay. And I how many people did it kill? Wait, 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 wait. I left it there for 48 hours. Okay. I played loud, annoying music. Uh huh. I didn't turn the lights off in the room once. Okay. Um, I occasionally kicked the safe. Okay. I had my dogs bark at it a few times. Uh huh. I tried to mug the safe. Okay. Didn't shoot me once. Really? How can that be? I. I am just as stunned as you. I, I think you need to send that back to Glock. It must be clearly protective. something's wrong with it. Yeah, there has to be something with the safety trigger. I don't know what it is. Uh huh. It didn't go off once. And even when I went in to unload it and clear it, right, it um, didn't bite you. It nothing, absolutely nothing. I don't understand that. I don't either. So I don't know. And obviously, if you guys are out there, three four seven two zero five nine three nine nine, have you been randomly attacked by a gun that was not being manipulated by a human being? Let me know. Yeah, if you have, please let us know because we'd like to document that. Um, um, so yeah, so this whole argument of oh, it's the assault rifles. What what would what would that same Glock be if you had a nail? 
that was protruding out, and you had to hammer it into place, and that's the only thing you had, and you used it. would be a hammer. No, it would be a gun, but you'd be using it as <laughs> That would be a hammer. Right. Um, <laughs> no now, different than now what, what about What about if you had a pen and you stabbed it in somebody's neck? It would be a stabbing tool or a uh, stabbing weapon. Huh. So the weapon is not in the object. The weapon is how that object is employed. Yes. In essence, that is merely a tool, yeah. but the person is the weapon, well, practically a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it goes back to cars. It, it goes, you, could, you could apply it to anything that's caused somebody to lose their life because somebody used it away from what it was designed. We need to outlaw trees. And so and now hang on a second. Hear me out. Oh, God. No, it's look. I think that the the green movement and the hug a tree people, they are clearly murderers because I know for a fact that trees have killed a lot of people, especially when cars drive headfirst into them. I understand. How many that. solo vehicle accidents have you read about in the papers, uh, seen as you've drive by on the traffic reports, whatever, <laughs> that a solo vehicle into a tree has resulted in fatalities? Clearly, they're menacing. <laughs> well, you know, and they, am I wrong? They just sit there waiting, absolutely they, waiting on their little street corners yeah. with their leaves. They have their little squirrels to make it look cute. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you show up and boom. There go. it is. And by the way, if that's the case, we have to outlaw wind because it's a constant accomplice. <laughs> <laughs> They're working in concert to commit the act. It's a conspiracy. Right. So when are they going to realize? Who's they? The left. The trees? The gun grabbers. Okay. Um, I'd like to call them uh, constitutional terrorists. I like at it. At this point. Right. Because if they can label us anything they want, crazy right wing, gun nuts, blah, 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 right. blah. The fact that they want to assault and cause great fear and harm to the Constitution Uh-huh. Um. It's essentially the basis of the word terrorist. That's what a terrorist does. Um, it's caused harm and fear to the masses, which they're doing. I'm part of the masses. You I'm lost me. Wait. So that's why that's where the terrorist is, and they are going and using the constitutional do it to do it. So they're constitution. They're not religious terrorists. They're using the terrorists in order to enact their own agenda to destroy the constitution. Yes. Got so it. they're constitutional terrorists, in my opinion. And I think I move, Sackhead, Sean, that the left progressives forever be known as constitutional terrorists. Interesting. What do you think about that? I think that's interesting. And why? Yeah, because. <laughs> hey, have you, I've heard this argument, which is awesome. Have you heard the argument of, um, well, there were, there were only muskets around when the Second Amendment was written? Yes. And I bring this up. Okay, what was the military weapon when the Second Amendment was written? Oh, it was a musket. You freaking jackass. Right. And I didn't, I didn't swear, Rooster, if you're listening. I didn't say the F word. Um, <laughs> you know, he just waits until you do that to call in. I know. Stuff. I know. That's why I caught, I caught myself. And besides, the, the colonists, some of the colonists, had rifles, which was superior in many respects to the musket. Mm-hmm. The military issue weapon was the musket, smooth bore, and a, some private citizens had rifles. Which would, Rifled round, more accurate, greater distance. Right. Um, so a more effective weapon than the military weapon. I just, I can't, I cannot 
see the the logic. So yeah, I, I just I can't do it. Hey, well, uh, we're up against the break. Why don't we, we take something? a break? Uh, no, I I just wanted to go down a list real quick of the 15 most common causes of death. Um, I just found this on a health website. Um, can you guess what number one is? It uh, has to be guns. No. No. Um, it's disease of the heart. Number two? Um, has to be guns. Malignant tumors. Really? Number three? Um, bullets. Ammunition. Cerebrovascular disease. Number uh, four? Uh, you know, lead poisoning from guns. We can go all the way down. Fifteen is homicide. At point oh seven percent of the population nearly dies of homicide. Committed no. by? It, it doesn't specify. So all homicide. All homicide. And so so it's an even smaller out. number for guns. Huh. Um, did you know that we are the number one gun owner in, this, uh, in the world? We are. You and I? You and I are. Probably. I uh, believe that. Our country. Oh, okay. We are How many times have we been invaded? Once. Invaded? Yeah. Once. 1812. The War of 1812? Yeah. Didn't the Japanese come up, start coming up the illusion well, chain? Yeah, and I'll give you Pearl Harbor. You know, it was, that wasn't an invasion. It was territory. It was an attack. And it, wasn't, it was an attack. It wasn't an invasion. That's true. They didn't make land. When was the last time we were invaded? Uh, what about by criminal aliens? Does that count? No. Okay. And um, I love the fact that you still brought up criminal aliens. Because that was something from one of our early podcasts. And Absolutely. That makes me laugh. Ooh, hold on, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, what about a leader of a foreign nation coming here that's a terrorist nation? No, I wouldn't say that. Uh, The United Nations, I guess you could argue. Why don't we take a break, and we're going to try to figure this out. We'll try to figure out the last time we were invaded. We'll look at the timeline. No, we're playing a game when we get back, because we're going to get on a separate topic. I know, but we'll figure this out by the time we get back. We'll have a solid number. We're up to one. We'll do some work. 347-205-9399. 347-205-9399. This is the Sackheads Radio Show. Hey, guys. It's Sean from Sackheads Radio. I want to talk to you a minute about our friends over at HomefrontHugs.com. They're an amazing organization of volunteers who take their time, effort, and money to take care of our troops overseas as they serve our great nation. HomefrontHugs.com. You can donate, write letters to troops, Adopt a troop, you name it, you can do it. Help those wonderful folks who protect our freedoms. Go to homefronthugs.com. Tell them Sackheads Radio sent you. How you doing? John Grant here. When I'm not slaving over a hot microphone on the 405radio.com Saturdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, I check out Sean and Clint here at Sackheads Radio. We all appreciate the best political bloggers, writers, and commentators we either get them on our shows or we make fun of them, as it should be. So check us out live Saturdays at 10 a.m. Eastern or forever on the podcasts on the 405radio.com. Hey, this is Zach Ed Clint. I want to take this opportunity to thank all the wingnut leaders throughout the world to give our men and women of the armed forces a job, as well as all the anarchists, terrorists, and Occupy folks that give our men and women in uniform on the home front, firefighters, law enforcement personnel, and first responders, uh, job security here in the States as well. So thank all you wing nuts out there. This is Sackhead Clint saying have a good day. Hi, this is Sarah Marie Brenner. You know, we often talk on the Brenner Brief about the fact that there really needs to be an organization to help people at the local level who are interested in running for things like school boards and council and other local offices. Well, I think I finally have the solution for you, at least for you women out there. It's called Politigal Network, P-O-L-I-T-I-G-A-L Network. 
politigalusa.com. Their website's going to be launching mid-August, but they're already on Twitter at PolitigalUSA. I encourage you to follow them and become a member. Their goal is to be the number one resource for conservative women. So if you love freedom, liberty, the United States of America, and politics, check out politigalnetwork.com or Twitter at PolitigalUSA. Hey guys, do you like our news briefs? Better yet, do you like the amazing voice that does our news briefs? Do you need some audio work done? Check out PlatinumVocalCords.com. Our friend Vanessa has years of broadcast experience. She's an absolute professional. She'll work with you, get the sound exactly how you'd want it. So go to PlatinumVocalCords.com. Tell them Sackheads Radio sent you. Hey guys, it's Sean from Sackheads Radio. I know, I know I've said it before. Check out our friends at conservativeoutcry.net, but I really mean it. If you want interesting and exciting political commentary and analysis, that is the place to get it. Different, always spot on, always truthful, never pulling a punch. Conservativeoutcry.net. Tell Rooster to get Bulldog back on and that Sackheads Radio sent you. And also, coming soon, the Sackheads Radio Forum on conservativeoutcry.net. This is Sal from New York. Please listen to Sackheads Radio. Now back to Twins and Sean on Sackheads Radio. With intelligence and quality. We are back on the Sackheads Radio show. 347-205-9399 is our phone number. So now I'll get a, uh, I get a gumdrop every, from Sacco every time I read the phone number. So he's created me well. I was right. You uh, were? The, ja- the Japanese did, in fact, uh, invade the Aleutian Islands in World War II. I knew you were right. You're always right. That's but I one. did miss one. What? Uh, the Confederate States of America invaded the United States of America during the Civil War. Total of three times is, uh, is the best we can tell, right? Te- technically. So technically they were uh, a separate nation. They seceded from the United States. They did, in fact, invade the United States. So... Uh, those are the three times. Now, uh, during the, the Mexican-American War in 1846 to 1848-ish, Mexican troops did cross the Rio Grande, and the Battle of the Alamo uh, uh, took place during the war for Texas, for Texas independence. But Texas was not a part of the United States until um, 1845. What was that? What is that? <laughs> I'm on it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> what was that? Did that come over? That was amazing. What? I just hit a button. I'm screwy. Go on. <laughs> okay. On that note, it's time to play Wheel of Randomness. I'm spinning the Wheel of Randomness. So hang on. <laughs> we are going to spin the Wheel hang of on. Randomness. Okay. I'm going to let you read what it says on the Wheel of Randomness. So while it spins, the Wheel of Randomness is whatever word it lands on is the primary word for the evening or action. <laughs> okay. And is it, it's coming to a halt here, and it looks like the word is assault. Assault. So, now, as the left can do, we're going to do, we're just going to assign different words to different things and have it have a whole new meaning. So, we're going to add the word assault to everything. Just, well, now, the, the wheel of, of uh, randomness does have a time frame set up. It does. Uh, it'll be for the next 15 minutes. 15 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we won't carry this bit past three. We'll get bored of it quick. I'm going to take a drink of my assault coffee. All right, and uh, let's see. <laughs> Moving on, what's on the assault list for tonight's assault topics? <laughs> well, um, I'm going to get my assault page out. Okay, you right do here. that. 
and it looks like uh, we're going to discuss. Um, ooh, this is uh, this is I like this one. Uh, top Senate Democrats are currently uh, trying to urge Obama to take unilateral action on the debt ceiling, and they're trying to use the Fourteenth Amendment to do it, which uh, clearly doesn't apply. And I wonder if it's racist that they're even bringing that up, trying to get him to take the Fourteenth Amendment. Hmm. Uh, because the, it can't be racist because they want to do it. Ooh, that's a good point. If we were going to do it, uh, if the le- uh, the right was going to do it, we might be in a little bit of trouble there. But might be a lot of a lot of trouble. Well, I didn't know if if Harry Reid was trying to you know send a message because Obama is uh, African American and the original intent of the Fourteenth Amendment was uh, had to do specifically with uh, granting former slaves. U.S. citizenship mm-hmm. because, uh, well, they they weren't U.S. citizens. They were emancipated, and they weren't a citizen of any state at the time because the states they were emancipated from were no longer states. So granted them citizenship and uh, also was, was uh, set in motion in order to try and reinforce the Civil Rights Act of 1866. So since it had to do with African Americans and they're asking him to invoke it, I'm wondering if Harry Reid is, in fact, a racist bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I lo- <laughs> Would you please explain? Um, go on. What? Go into depth about this. Why is Harry Reid a racist bastard? Look, if 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 the if if the right had tried to use um, an amendment to the Constitution that had to do with um, slavery and granting them rights or something, and then they were going to try and have an African-American invoke that amendment. Clearly, they were doing it because it's racist. Hmm. Right? I, look, I'm demonstrating the absurd in order to, by, by being absurd. <laughs> what? Being absurd? <laughs> I know. Um, anyways, so the, the assault Senate Democrats. <laughs> I love how you can just throw the word assault on anything. And it sounds evil, it right? Oh, the, well, you could have said Senate, you Democrats. Could have said Senate Democrats, and it would have been just evil. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, according to, to uh, this report from FoxNews.com, um, top Senate, Senate Democrats are trying to urge Obama in order to take uh, unilateral action on, on the debt ceiling. And um, the, the debt talks, obviously, are, are, are kind of at a stalemate right now. And uh, Senate Majority Harry Reid, uh, Democrat out of Nevada, is, is one of those – um, urging Obama to consider options like invoking the 14th Amendment to the Constitution mm-hmm. in order to get around the, this uh, $16.4 trillion uh, cap on government borrowing. Right. And what they're trying to say is, in quoting the 14th Amendment, that um, the, the terms validity of the public debt of the United States shall not be questioned. And they're saying, hey, well, the president can invoke that. Um, well, like we pointed out on last week's show. Um, no, we can't. No, you just can't jack wagons because section five of that amendment says assault section five assault section five says the assault congress right shall have the power to enforce by appropriate legislation the provisions of this assault article i added the assault in there for effect so i find that to be an assault he doesn't have the power now i will to his credit to the president's credit um the white house has uh, not bitten on this they have before in the past, in the previous debt ceiling debates, they said, well, we're going to take unilateral action based on the 14th Amendment. And this time around, they're, they're kind of backing off on that. They're not taking that, that bit. But the, the crazy loon uh, that Harry Reid is 
doesn't get it um, or doesn't care, and so he's, he's urging them to invoke that 14th Amendment. Now, the funny thing on the 14th Amendment is it doesn't even have to do with the debt ceiling at all. It was, uh, it was enacted um, as a result. Look, in 1865, Andrew Johnson became president. He was, he was uh, um, Abraham Lincoln's vice president. Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. Andrew Johnson was a Democrat. This is going to be important here in a second. And um, they they ran on this uh, this ticket as the National Union ticket. So you had right. a, a Republican and a Democrat, which actually might not be a bad thing today. Uh, it's any, not the worst thing, that's for sure. Yet. It's going to be better than what's going on now. Um, Andrew Andrew Johnson favored uh, a quick restoration of the states that had seceded, and his Reconstruction plan did not give uh, protection to former slaves under under the Constitution, um, which obviously caused the, the Republican-dominated Congress to uh, try and enact legislation such as the 1866 Civil Rights Bill in order to, to protect um, the rights of the, the, the uh, former slaves, specifically the right to due process and equal protection under the law right. and so forth. So uh, the 14th Amendment was passed in order to kind of solidify that, solidify the, the citizenship of the former slaves as naturalized citizens in the United States, um, because, as I, as I discussed previously, they were not citizens of any state at that time because those states were who had seceded were no longer uh, states of the United States. So the 14th Amendment granted that, and, and it really had to do with protecting the rights of the freed slaves, specifically as it relates to, to due process and, and equal protection under the law. And the debt that it's talking about in, in the 14th Amendment um, – it, it, it talks about the 14th Amendment under Section 4. Um, it talks about the the uh, debt incurred or obligations incurred in aid of insurrection or rebellion against the United States or any claim for the loss of emancipation of any slaves, um, that those debts and obligations shall be held illegal and void, but that the public debt of the United States – The assault public debt. The assault public debt okay, shall not be questioned. So basically it says, hey, the public debt incurred by the United States is a valid debt. It shall not be questioned. But the debt incurred by the states um, that were in rebellion mm-hmm. against us were not honoring that. Right. And neither, right, are, so. and neither are they. It, it's an illegal debt, and you can't have your slaves back. So it's very clear. And so now they're trying to, to twist this into, you know, the whole, well, the validity of the public debt. That gives the president the right to raise the debt ceiling. It has nothing to do with that. And, you know, <laughs> the fact that they're using an article that was written to – uh, protect and guarantee uh, due process to African Americans and and ensure their citizenship and um, help ensure their protection under the law to now try and twist that meaning is a little offensive. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I'm going to bring up another topic that came up that's kind of along the same lines, but why it's also offensive. Did you hear their latest idea to get out of the debt? And I love this one. Um, is it to, to coin a one trillion dollar coin? A one trillion dollar coin in the in the that would be awesome. <laughs> How are we going to get that money? I don't what, understand. Just, what do you mean? We just created it. What are you talking about? How are we going to get that? Have you seen the one that they, the one I've seen? Anyhow, hang on a sec. If I were going to mint a one trillion dollar coin, I would make it smaller than a dime just to screw with people. If I was going to mint a one trillion dollar coin, I'd be at a slot machine in Vegas. Come on, max this out. Come on, Max Spin. Max Spin. Because that's better, and you have a better chance of making money off that. 
right. than you do by just printing it saying this is worth a million dollars and throwing it in the reserve. But it's going to devalue our currency because well, yeah, that's you, not important. It's a trillion dollars more. How do you, how do you create a trillion dollars out of thin air? It's not real. <laughs> it's a theory. <laughs> our monetary system is a theory. So if everybody if everybody said our monetary system is crap and walked away and walked away, we will now use um, Hot Wheels cars, Hot Wheels cars, and wrestling masks as our currency. Yes, assault wrestling masks and assault and assault Hot, Hot Wheels Wheel cars. cars. Should Instead be of doing this trillion dollar coin thing, which the one I've seen, the, the mock-up that I saw, had Obama's face on it. You're kidding me. No. I don't know if that was the official, but I did some research because I said, well, what's it going to look like? You know, I don't know. I'm one of those people. And, and it had that, which didn't shock me at all. Did it um, give the dimensions? No. I would either make it so big. Or enormous. I, but I would either make it just so incredibly, ridiculously big or I would probably make it smaller than a dime. No, I'd make it ridiculously big. So when they have to bring it over to the Federal Reserve, you need like five guys just rolling it across the street from the mint to the reserve. No, I'd, I'd mint it. I'd, or I'd bring it to China, this ginormous <laughs> coin, to pay off a trillion dollars of our debt. Just like land off the plane and just kind of throw it at the president and get back on and leave. And make it out of lead. Like not, not even a mic. Don't make it out of anything that's even worth anything. Make, or like like pine. Make it out of lead and unfold it when you get there because lead's so pliable. Like pine. Yeah. Make it out of wood, like a big wooden nickel. Balsa. <laughs> what a ridiculous idea. Hey, let's print a chain-dollar coin. How about this? If you really just want to destroy our currency – why don't you say add a thousand dollars to one of the face value of the dollar you have in your pocket? So if the dollar is worth a thousand, if it's a five, it's worth five thousand. We'll be like Zimbabwe with their money pretty soon, because that's all this is doing. Why do you have to be so racist? No, if you why do you have to bring up really? Why do you have to bring up an African country? No, in order to illustrate a point when you're talking about an African because American president. Because they have president. such a poor monetary system that they have like a trillion dollar bill and it's worth like eight bucks. Hey, me and Pierce understand the real reason you brought don't that assault up. me and maybe. <laughs> Don't assault me on this. Your assault argument is making very little sense. Here's why I would make it very, very small. Because you're going to get that guy who's making minimum wage, and he's going to trip while carrying it into the treasury, and it's going to like go down a storm drain or get lost. And some like some Somebody's like gonna ten year old parking me to it. Some, some ten year old kid with like a, a freaking metal detector is going to pick up like, what's this. <laughs> It is the most ridiculous. That's Let me get this straight, Bernard. You lost a $1 trillion coin. We're going to be deducting your pay. <laughs> Until you, this is all paid back. And this includes sick and vacation time, which you probably have half a billion dollars worth. So <laughs> you want to talk about just throwing crap against the wall to see what sticks. That's just meant to train dollar coin. Where is this money coming from? It's created. We don't have it. That. You can't keep printing it. The more you print, the less it's worth. It's simple economy. Uh, economy? Economics. You're getting so fired up right I, now. Because this is the most ridiculous. And they're entertaining this. It's not, listen, it's not like Chris Matthews said, I have an idea. All right, everyone would know it would be stupid because it's coming out of his fat mouth. No, this is coming from the people that are running our nation right now, and they think this is a plausible idea. It's crap. Hey, the people reelected him. Who are you? And they may do it a third time. Really? You're going to freaking spoil it? No. I just said they would. I said they may. Listen, 
I don't know what I said. I've been drinking all day. <laughs> hey, we have a caller on the line who's been holding patiently, and it's Tony from Ohio. He had a gun question, probably for you because you're the genius. Oh, great. Hey, <laughs> hey, Tony, you there? I have no questions. I had a bunch of stats, but I don't even care about guns right now. That was the most hilarious crap I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a wooden nickel made out of a million trillion dollars. <laughs> hey, you know what? That comment just made my night. Thank you. <laughs> you guys have a great show, and I've never heard it before, but this is like the greatest time I've ever spent on hold of my life. That was awesome. So let me let me let me ask you a question. Okay, are you guys like uh, who did, who who did you support in the primaries? Forget the general election. Who did you support in the primaries? Because I've got a guess here, but I, I just want to make sure that I'm not nuts. I liked Rick Santorum. Okay, I am nuts then. No, <laughs> I, I actually in the primaries I was more uh, more for Newt. I'm totally nuts. I, I was around Paul supporter. I mean, the way you guys were talking about the Fed and, and what sounded like Austrian econ- economics to me, it sounded like Ron Paul supporters. <laughs> no, I, actually, I, we, we I don't care if you support Ron Paul or not, though. It's okay. No, no, no. We do. We do. We both. We we both really like um, Ron Paul. I liked. I liked Rick Santorum for different. I liked Ron Paul. I liked Rick Santorum. Those were my uh, both my two front runners, but I was pulling more for for Santorum. Um, but but I am a, I am a huge Ron Paul fan. Yeah, Doctor Paul. We've talked about him numerous times on the show. We hold him in the highest regard. He was yeah. one of the first people when the uh, ter- uh, the pirates were really bad over in Somalia who said, "Hey, let's issue letters of mark." We did a whole show on that a long time ago. We actually God applied, but we didn't get any. <laughs> No, God bless you guys for the letters of mark and reprisal because who the hell even knows what that is anymore besides us three? Yeah, no, no, Dr. Paul. Hey, that's not mm-hmm, true. Mm-hmm. People that downloaded that podcast that know what it is now. <laughs> I think like 10 of them was my parents. and uh... I downloaded it twice on two computers. That's not the point. We educated. Hey, Tony. You guys are awesome. Think- because you, you really held on for a long time, and I, I definitely want you to be able to say your part, and I, I want to know what these stats are. So what do you got for us? No, I mean, I just – you guys had a great show title. like call Pierce Morgan. I just thought that was hilarious. And uh, <laughs> the guy doesn't know what he's talking about. He's, he's a complete no, loon. I mean, you know, the, the gun stats are clear, right? I mean, you see leftists – I debate with these people every day on forums on the Internet. I try my hardest to educate people as nicely as possible, but – between me and you, you know, on the fence post, because we're all just a bunch of guys that tend to know what we're talking about here, they're morons, and they won't oh, listen to reason or logic, no, no matter what. Go ahead. And, and no. they use the typical left uh, uh, tactic. If you're not having the argument they want, they call you insane. And if you try to get them to have the argument your side or understand your side, they call you insane. Well, and we. So it doesn't matter which way you argue. If you have their argument, you're a nut because you don't necessarily agree. But if you try to get them to have your argument, you're a screwball. Well, the, so there's the, no win. The other problem is we've allowed the left to frame the argument. Yeah. They, they frame yeah. the argument in terms of does it apply to the militia. And it, you, if you if you get a chance, listen to last week's show because I actually made a ridiculous argument to how if that's their if that's their uh, their argument, then it doesn't apply to women unless they're um, enrolled in the National Guard based on the U.S. Code. Um, it's just a ridiculous argument, but that's their logic against them. But if, if they're, they, they argue, they, they argue militia or 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 non-militia, um, and they don't talk about the the original intent, which is to prevent us and, and enable the people to resist and rise up against a, a tyrannical government. Thank that, you. That's the, 
And, and so <laughs> that, that, that's not the argument that's being held. It's not a matter of having guns in the hands of the people that need to be military-grade weapons. Um, you know, we get these ridiculous, well, these were muskets. Well, yeah, knuckleheads, because that was the military weapon at the time. And uh, we know, were somebody, privately in privately hands at the time. You were allowed to own a cannon. I mean, it's it, yeah. it's not like there was any gun control. There was. It's not just guns. When they say right to bear arms, they don't mean just guns. <laughs> you know what no, I mean? It, they don't. If you if you want to purchase an aircraft carrier and you can afford to put twenty five F 18s on it, then go for it. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know. That, that, and who can that, afford that, that, though? That's why they, they make ridiculous arguments. They're like, well, you said, by your logic, we should have nukes. Name one guy who's got $6 trillion to buy a nuclear weapon. You know what I mean? We're trying to pass away here at the Sackheads Radio <laughs> Show because we want to start doing our show from an aircraft carrier um, only because <laughs> safer. So that's on our to-do list. But, uh, hey, Tony, here's what I think we're going to do, too. I'm going to put you back on hold because uh, we're we're going to pop into a break here in a minute, and I'm going to have our call screen and get your name and address. We're going to send you a signature Sackheads radio picture so you can throw darts at it. Oh, bring me back on. i got to talk to you guys some more. This is great. Uh, all right. We'll bring you back on. Okay, We'll bring cool. you back Quick break here in a minute. I'll throw you on hold, and then we'll bring you back on, Tony. All right, guys. Thanks, right. man. Talk to you in a sec. Uh, so we'll get him back. We'll talk to Tony. Uh, Tony sorry. We'll get his uh, – his gun st- uh, sat straightened out. Sako's going to grab his info. We're going to take a quick break because, well, we like to do that around here. We'll be back in a minute with the Sackheads Radio Show. 347-205-9399. If you're on hold, we might get to you. How you doing? John Grant here. When I'm not slaving over a hot microphone on the 405radio.com Saturdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, I check out Sean and Clint here at Sackheads Radio. We all appreciate the best political bloggers, writers, and commentators. We either get them on our shows or we make fun of them, as it should be. So check us out live Saturdays at 10 a.m. Eastern or forever on the podcasts on the 405radio.com. Hey folks, this is Sackhead Clint. I want to take this opportunity to thank the men and women of our armed forces, as well as our first responders, law enforcement, firefighters, and emergency medical personnel. Thank you for all you do. Uh, Thank you for making this country and our uh, communities a better and safer place. God bless. Hi, this is Sarah Marie Brenner. You know, we often talk on the Brenner Brief about the fact that there really needs to be an organization to help people at the local level who are interested in running for things like school boards and council and other local offices. Well, I think I finally have the solution for you, at least for you women out there. It's called Politigal Network, P-O-L-I-T-I-G-A-L Network.com. Their website's going to be launching mid-August, but they're already on Twitter at Politigal USA. I encourage you to follow them and become a member. Their goal is to be the number one resource for conservative women. So if you love freedom, liberty, the United States of America, and politics, Check out PolitigalNetwork.com or Twitter at PolitigalUSA. Hey guys, it's Sean from Sackheads Radio. I know, I know I've said it before. 
check out our friends at conservativeoutcry.net, but I really mean it. If you want interesting and exciting political commentary and analysis, that is the place to get it. Different, always spot on, always truthful, never pulling a punch. Conservativeoutcry.net. Tell Rooster to get Bulldog back on and that Sackheads Radio sent you. And also, coming soon, the Sackheads Radio Forum on conservativeoutcry.net. Hey guys, it's Sean from Sackheads Radio. I want to talk to you a minute about our friends over at homefronthugs.com. They're an amazing organization of volunteers who take their time, effort, and money to take care of our troops overseas as they serve our great nation. Homefronthugs.com. You can donate, write letters to troops, adopt a troop, you name it, you can do it. Help those wonderful folks who protect our freedoms. Go to homefronthugs.com. Tell them Sackheads Radio sent you. Hey, this is Sackhead Clint. Uh, I want to take this opportunity to thank our men and women in uniform of the armed uh, forces. So, uh, hey, this is uh, Sackhead Clint. I want to take this opportunity to thank our men and women. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Sackhead Clint. I want to take this opportunity to thank the men and women of our armed forces, um, as well as our... God. <laughs> Are you going to mention me this time? Thank you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> he said mention you, right? Oh. He totally needs to keep that as an outtake. Now back to Clint and Sean on Sackheads Radio, radiating elegancy and quality. And we're back. I don't even know. The last thing I remember before we went to break is we're going to start doing our show from an Doesn't area. Doesn't matter. Doesn't <laughs> matter. Hey, we have a couple of salt callers. We do have a couple of salt callers. First and then we're going to bring Tony the- back. We are going to bring Tony in. But I think somebody, Lauren wanted to jump Lauren in. Lauren wanted to jump in. And, uh, hey, Lauren, we are back. What did you have to talk about? How are you guys doing? Doing good. good. How are you doing, man? Good, good. Uh, calling you all from uh, good old communist California out here in Los Angeles. Hey, communist Cali. Don't worry. I know. Hey, I'm a, I'm a proud, responsible gun owner amongst all these liberals, so don't you guys worry. But, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's, it's good I, to be uh, in a million. Oh, I tell you, I, I'm sitting here scratching my head. I'm I'm kind of dumbfounded. I mean, I'm not. I can't say I'm surprised at what these idiots are doing up in Washington and coming out with new laws and new regulations and you know this whole gun control debate. I can tell you, the laws they're trying to implement throughout the country is what I've had to live with here for many years with bullet buttons on rifles and not being able to own more than a ten round magazine. And yeah, but now you, got, now you got your now you got your uh, your member uh, Yi who's trying to even get rid of your bullet buttons, and they're trying to uh, cap your your uh, ammunition allotment um, now out there too. Yeah, they want you want they want you to register. You're only allowed to buy X amount. You're completely right. And of course, another thing that doesn't address anything because it doesn't mention people who want to actually pack their own ammo and make your own ammo. So, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that'll be. I bet you. I bet you in order to buy the powder and the parts, you'll have to register just the same. Most likely. I I mean, listen, we all heard what Feinstein said. If she could get 51 votes to get them all, she would, you know. Absolutely. Of course, but she's special, and so are elected officials, or if you believe that we have free and fair elections here. So I'll just go and say our officials. Obviously, they can have firearms, and their bodyguards can have fully automatic weapons, and she could have a permit to carry a concealed weapon. But, of course, the common folk cannot because, obviously, guns equal guns equal more crime, not less crime in their eyes. And if, you're, well, you, know, if and, you want a gun, you're bad, and you are a terrorist. <laughs> well, And it's one of those things, too, and the president himself just extended it. So the uh, 
his protection can last a lot longer than it was by the by law, and it went from yep. 10 years to what well, was for life, and then Bill Clinton signed a law that made it for 10, 10 years. years, and now he signed it back. Um, and actually, Bob is in the chat room. We haven't had Bob in a while. But hey, he, Bob, welcome back. He brought up a good point. Eric Holder said, I think it was in 94, we need to brainwash people into disliking guns. He said that at a press conference. So it's out there, Oh, how very Cass Sunstein of him. Yeah, how very Cass Sunstein. Hey, Lauren, thanks for your call in California. You know, thanks, Lauren. I don't know. I can't tell you to be illegal, but, you know, you may want to think about burying them and finding a safe spot. I'm just saying that's up to you. <laughs> I hear you, and I did see that video from Holder. That was, uh, I, I did see that Eric Holder video, and you're right. He wanted to take out a bunch of media ads and brainwash. That's exactly how he put it. And they're doing it as we speak. They're just using current events to do it. Hey, Lauren, thanks for the call, my friend. Take care, bud. Be Bye, guys. Thank there. you. They're actually doing it with the stars, that video. Yeah, they have that whole week. video that just came out with the stars. Let's, let's bring that. I'm going to bring Tony in because yeah, bring Tony, back. Tony had a whole bunch of gun stats and seeing how we've gone back to guns. Um, Tony, you with us, bud? Yeah, I'm here, man. Hey, hey man. Welcome back. So I keep saying I'm going to let you get your stats out, and then I keep getting away from We keep getting distracted. Um, we don't pay attention very well on the show sometimes, so our continuity falls apart. We actually have attention deficit disorder, and I may be bipolar, um, but I may not be. I'm off my meds right now. Um, I'm just trying to stay as on, on the air as long as I can. I really don't have anything to say. <laughs> just kidding. Hey, what, uh, what gun stats did you have for us, Tony? I did a bunch of looking into uh, different conflicting stats because – liberals in me debate a lot on different forums and I noticed that they keep quoting the same stats over and over again from a Harvard study which I have another Harvard study that conflicts with and their main stats are that in OECD nations which are the top 23 income nations in the world in other words the richest nations in the world that gun crime is correlated with uh, gun ownership problem is that's basically admitting that poverty causes Gun crime, because if you look at all nations in the world, no such correlation shows that uh, when you look at all nations, that there is no corollary. In fact, the top nine gun ownership nations in the world have a three times lower gun murder and suicide rate than do the bottom nine gun ownership nations in the world. So whenever they use the word OECD nations, you should immediately have a red flag go up. The other red flag is the word homicide. When they say, well, gun homicide or homicide in general is tied to gun ownership, you should notice that they're using the word a homicide and not murder. Now, in most people's general everyday language colloquially you think of homicide as murder because of tv shows like you know csi homicide etc the fact is, is that homicide includes suicides it includes legal yep. self-defenses and it includes accidents yep. so it's nonsense yep. that's it also includes justifiable by by law enforcement too yes exactly correct uh, so when they use the word homicide or OECD nations, you should immediately go, uh, this is nonsense. Now, when I looked at, and I broke down these stats myself, both through other people's studies from Harvard Law and Public Policy, uh, which is a different uh, department but the same college that Obama went to, by the way, uh, I noticed Weird. that when I broke them down myself or I broke them down according to how they did in the study, it came out the same. Uh, there is no correlation between gun ownership and gun murder rates. In fact, you look at a country like England, which Piers Morgan likes to talk about, right? Piers doesn't want to tell you that they have the highest violent crime rate in the whole EU. 
and per it's capita. four times it, per capita, and it's four times higher than it is in the United States. They also don't want to tell you that they have the fourth highest murder rate in the EU. And if you look at all the stats, it's quite comparable to the murder rate in the United States. True, when we neither of our countries had any gun control, like in the 19th century, we still had a higher murder rate than them. But that wasn't because of more guns. It had nothing to do with per capita guns. It had everything to do with we're a rebellious culture. We don't take authority very well. And that's a good thing. So mm-hmm. when they try to tell you that there's all kinds of reasons to believe that less guns equals less crime, tell them they're full of it. If they just look at murder and they just look at suicide, we have lower rates because of gun ownership, not, be, not the opposite. I'd also point out there are three major reasons, possibly four, and I'll give all four real briefly, of high gun murder rates. And you may or may not want to hear these depending on what you believe. Number one. 40 to 70% of gun murder in this country is caused by drug prohibition. There, in the prohibition period, the crime rate rose 24% in one year from 1920 to 21. It rose 78% over the 13 years of prohibition. In the year it ended, 1933, we had a 40% decline in murder rate. That's a huge drop. If you look at countries that have either decriminalized or legalized drugs, which there's not really any that totally legalized, but there's a bunch that have decriminalized, they've all had severe drops in murder rate. I know that doesn't fit a lot of people. I'm libertarian, so it fits my beliefs, but it doesn't fit a lot of other people's beliefs. The second clause you is domestic and violence. Go ahead. I said it fits you, and uh, Pendulette has the same uh, opinions as well. Yeah, he's a libertarian. That's correct. Um <laughs> Then you've got a guy, or you've got the, the second cause, which is domestic violence. Domestic violence, again, this might not fit your belief. It might, I don't know. Uh, war causes domestic violence majorly. There's a guy that said this years ago. I won't claim clutter for the quote, but he said, "One generation's war is the next generation's crime wave," and that's true. Corollary in every country of the world and county by county in the United States, veterans have a three to four times higher domestic violence rate than do people who are non-veterans. That relates to their children who also have a three times higher rate of criminality uh, and that includes violent crime that leads to police who have to deal with that crime of having a three to again three to four times higher almost exactly the same as soldiers uh crime uh sorry domestic violence rate as do normal general population citizens so how do we fix this problem? Well, one is to stop fighting wars of aggression and occupation that aren't direct self-defense. The other way is to stop dealing with soldiers and cops with domestic violence like we do everybody else with domestic violence and start treating it like, hey, we're, you know, we're not going to disincentivize you turning in somebody who's beating their wife or beating their kids. We're going to start dealing with it like it's a problem caused by the government, and we're going to try to find you treatment and help you. And this doesn't have to be funded by the government. It can be whatever, but regardless, it's cheaper than dealing with just imprisoning these people. I want to point out that about 50% of the criminals in our prison today, unfortunately, disgustingly, are veterans. And it's a sad thing that we need to deal with. We need to help our veterans more and not less. Um, The third cause is psychotropic drugs. Psychotropic drugs have been found to be in almost 99% of every mass murder period. The 99% is a little exaggerated. It's actually 90-something percent. Uh, of mass murders, 
period. So and the mass murder rate has declined since 1929. It's not gone up. Our murder rates declined in the last 20 years, 49%. Uh, it's declined overall in the last 50 years. So there's really no rampant murder rate. There's really no rampant mass murder rate. It's really all declining. Meanwhile, guns are going up in ownership, are going up in permits, are going up in assault weapons that are permeated in this society, in uh, uh, high-capacity magazines. So if there's no correlation there, there can't be any causation. The same can be said of violent video games. The same can be said of violent movies, sexualized movies. All of these things have been permeated more and more over the last 20 years while our murder rates and suicide rates have been declining severely. Our violent, rights have, uh, violent crime rates have been de declining severely. So there's no causation with any of those things. The causation is with drug war, domestic violence, psychotropic drugs, and the fourth thing, which is poverty. And the reason I bring up poverty is because when they name those OECD nations, those liberals that like to bring those nations up, those 23 richest nations in the world, what they're really doing is admitting that poverty is the problem. Because otherwise, why would they control for poverty? You know, you bring up, you bring up some interesting points. I had a couple, a couple areas there. Um, that I, I, I want, would like to address with you. And one, it would be, um, you talked about the, the violent video games and so forth, and we see this over the past 20 years, and while our murder rates overall have not increased, we have seen an increase in, in, in one specific area, and that would be uh, the, the mass, mass murder, uh, mass homicide incidents um, at schools and at, at, at public events. Those have increased, uh, starting with, and now Columbine was not the first uh, mass casualty, mass murder incident, um, but it was the first at a, at a, or the first big one at a high school that really drew national attention to it, where law enforcement had to change their tactics and so forth. Um, and we have seen an increase in school-related shootings, and that's even spread um, from the high schools to elementary schools, universities, and, and so forth. And again, I don't believe that's a gun problem, um, but I, I, I found uh, Lieutenant Colonel David Grossman wrote an excellent book on killing, where he he addresses some of of the the psychological um, effects of some of that stuff and, and desensitizing the person towards violence and, and drawing the correlation to how um, soldiers and law enforcement uh, were trained for combat situations. So while I, I agree that that may not have an overall increase in, in um, homicide or, or violent rates in the United States as a whole, I think in a, in a particular segment of the population where we're seeing these type of violence acts, these type of violent acts, I think that correlation can be drawn in that specific segment of what we're seeing in the schools, if that makes sense. Let me, um, let me point one, out that you're, you're right, but let me also point out that what you're doing is, is you're saying, and I'm not disagreeing with you, you're, you're pointing out a uh -huh. very specific segment of the society, admittedly, and that, Correct. that's good. I'm glad you're doing that, and you're right. There, there is a correlation there among that very specific segment. I will not deny that. What I will say mm -hmm. is that in the general population, there's been studies done on violent video games where they've shown that actually it's correlated with a drop in violent crime. Why? Because generally, not insane people, not kids that have mm -hmm. schizophrenia or schizoid, you know, or taking psychotropic drugs, but normal population, you're keeping well, them indoors. It's like, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> <laughs> but you're keeping them indoors. And you're not seeing them, and let's just be frank, generally young males, either adolescent or young adult, they have violent tendencies due to hormonal imbalances during that period of time in our development. It's just the way it is. We are more aggressive during that period than any other time in our life. I know I'm in my 30s now. I've calmed way down compared to my early 20s and teenage years. 
During mm-hmm. that period of time, if you're kept indoors, you're not on the street committing violent crime. And they've shown that violent video games actually, believe it or not, have actually caused a decrease in violent crime during that time period. Now, you might not say it's causal. Uh, maybe I'm stretching it to say causal, but it's definitely correlated. But with that segment that you're talking about, that ask, at-risk segment, for sure yep. there is a correlation. There's no denying that. But those people, I don't think, can be cured through a law, I think that, or censorship, I think that has to be cured through proper parenting or holding the parents responsible legally when they're letting their children be exposed to things when they know their kids are mentally ill. We know that that, that for instance, the woman for this uh, Newtown incident, she mm-hmm. let her sons not only be exposed to weapons when she knew they were mentally ill, or this one son was mentally ill, but she mm-hmm. took him target shooting. Yeah. yeah. She showed him how to use it. Yeah. You know, I I, I agree with you. Tony, are you there? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Sorry, we had a, some weird feedback. Um, I, I agree with you um, to a point, and, yes, I was talking about that specific segment of the, of the, uh, the, the at-risk population for use. I don't think we hold – I'm not in agreeing, uh, agreement for holding the parents criminally liable for their behavior, um, specifically, in, you know, when they're like, you know, 15, 16, 17 – years old, um, I think that that's the child's choice, unless, like you said, the parents knew, they acted irresponsibly, they, they take um, the, the child target shooting when they know there's mental issues there, they don't right. properly secure their firearms. It, yes, I absolutely agree, but I don't believe in holding a parent criminally liable if, their kid, if their kid gets a gun illegally somewhere else and then no, goes and, and, and commits an act like that. We're I mean, in I don't, I'm not for, agreement. Yeah, and I'm not for um, saying these video games and violent movies should be um, censored or made illegal. Not at all. It's up to the parental. Absolutely, it's it's parental responsibility. Completely agree with you there. Um, we need look. We we don't need the nanny state. We need parents to step up and and, and be responsible. Well, um, one one thing I wanted to ask you about is is and I, and I want to ask the question before I make a statement because I want to make sure I understand um, your position and, and your, your research is you've indicated that um, the war on drugs, kind of like when we had prohibition, the war on drugs has, has caused an increase or can be directly correlated to an increase in, in, in gun violence. Um, but then you talk about psych- psychotropic drugs being a contributing factor as well. So on one hand, what I'm understanding, and I want to I make sure I'm understanding you right, but what I'm understanding, and I may be incorrect in this, is on one hand you're saying the war on drugs has, has caused this um, um, because say, people have to have to protect the criminal enterprise and blah blah blah, much like prohibition. But then you have psychotropic drugs, which a lot of them I think you're referring to, like PCP, ketamine, and so forth. No, which are no, 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 no. No, I'm referring no. Okay. to antidepressants and stuff. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm referring to like uh, lithium. I'm referring to antidepressants like Prozac. Those are psychotropic okay. drugs. I, I, yeah, I, sorry, I didn't specify. Okay, I thought you were talking about like psych, uh, like a like a, um, a dissociative anesthetic or like like a. Uh, a PCP acid type drug. Okay. No, those are those are uh, psychedelic, but they're not psychotropic. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I know Thank it's terminology. You. I'm sorry, I didn't specify. That was my fault. No, I should. I hey, I, I wasn't understanding. That's why I wanted to ask for clarification. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no so problem. now I now I understand your argument. Okay. The the uh, psychotropic drugs that I'm talking about actually have shown little efficacy, and and I think that's important to point out. The FDA has to do multiple trials on drugs like Prozac and Xanax and such a, in order to get them to be more effective than sugar pills, a.k.a. placebos. Uh, they right. can't pass almost ever 
on their first trial because they're really not that effective. Meanwhile, they cause severe brain damage in certain sections of the brain, and they cause brain shrinkage. I'm not saying that nobody should be on these drugs. I'm not saying they're not effective for anybody. What I'm saying is they're over-prescribing them to people. And we, I think we all generally know that in society subconsciously, that they're over-prescribing us with drugs. And the proof of that is efficacy. They have never prescribed more antidepressants than they have now. Meanwhile, the depression rates had never been higher. If I told you that I had a pill that cured cancer and I gave it to you for 20 years, and meanwhile, while I'm giving it to you at higher rates than I've ever given it to any population in the world, and the cancer rates keep going up, you would say, uh, excuse me, this isn't working. And yet we don't question these psychotropic drugs. Over 90% of the cases, and I don't know what the exact number is off the top of my head, but I remember looking at it, and it was 92, 94% of all mass shootings, the shooters are on psychotropic drugs. That includes Newtown. That includes the guys at Columbine. That includes the guy, or one of the guys at Columbine. That includes uh, the Newtown shooter. Then it shoots all, I mean, just you can just name, oh, uh, not Newtown shooter, uh, the Aurora shooter, the guy that was thought he was the Joker. Over and over again, you can just name incident after incident after incident. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not trying to push a conspiracy theory. I don't believe 9-11 was an inside job, blah, 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 blah. But this is one point that Alex Jones has that's, that's actually correct, that a lot of scientists, doctors, psychiatrists and psychologists are pointing out, that these drugs have little efficacy, let alone are causing negative results in our population because of their overprescription. I wouldn't blame it specifically on that. I know mentally ill people are going to kill people regardless. My brother right. has schizophrenia, and he's violent. So I know that these people exist. But he never got violent until they put him on psychotropic drugs. Before that, he was wacky, and he heard voices, but he never attacked anybody. After they put him on psychotropics, he attacked the city councilman. And, and I want to I want to bring something else up. Also, there, there's been a, a sharp increase in the amount of of young uh, young boys who are diagnosed with like ADHD, uh, you know, attention hyper attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, and yes. so they're being they're being they're being put on um, medications for that from a younger age. Also, um, I live so. in Ohio. It's the number one overdiagnosed state for ADHD. My niece is four years old. She went to preschool, and they tried to put her on drugs. I'm not bull well, BSing you. That, that, and that, that's absolutely ridiculous. It's like if a child's hyper or a child doesn't want to sit down and listen, you know, they want to go play or whatever it is, we need to put them on drugs. Are you are you kidding me? It, it, it's, it's yeah. I, I get I get I get heated over that. Well, and it's it started really um, late '80s, early '90s, because um, I know I had kids, and me at one point I had one teacher try to say to me that I had. ADHD. Yeah, but you do. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's close. But at the end of the day, we, um, you know, my I went to the school psychologist and all that stuff, and the school psychologist essentially said, no, the teacher sucks. He's not doing a good job. I get a ton of complaints, and every time the teacher has a student that they don't get along with this particular teacher, and that she said this to my mother, they send him right here and say there's something wrong with this kid. When there was something wrong with the teacher, who ended up getting fired uh, a while later. You know, I, did you go to a public school or private school? May I ask? Public. Okay, that's that, what it was. there's a higher correlation with overdiagnosing and public schools. I also was diagnosed with ADHD when it was back back when it was called that. I think it's called ADD now. I yeah. I was put on Ritalin. I went to a private school, which was, means that there was a lower diagnosis rate. 
I quit taking the pills within six months because they made me into a zombie. And I got to tell you, yeah. my grades were never affected either way, whether I was on them or not. Yeah, and that wasn't. I never got um, because I never got to the. Uh, uh, I never got officially diagnosed because the school psychologist said no way. You know, and they're not a psychologist. I forget what the guidance counselor or whatever. They said there is absolutely no way there's anything wrong with this kid. It's just the fact that he didn't get along with his teacher, and this was the teacher's response for dealing with children that she didn't like. Is oh, there's something wrong with him. Get him on drugs. Something wrong with him. Get him on drugs. And now right. that happens more and more. Now you have parents asking for their kids to be put on drugs, which is even crazier to me. It's like Mother's Little Helper during the 60s and 70s, which was the uh, Valium pill. Now yeah, it's the, the yep. Mother's Little Helper is give your kids medicine instead of yourself. And, by the way, Valium was shown not to do what they promised it to do anyway. A lot of women got addicted to Valium. So it's yeah. not – a good call to have drugs. I've, I've talked to a doctor specifically, uh, an actual medical doctor, and he told me, and this is a guy who wrote a book. I don't remember the name of the book offhand. I interviewed him when I was still doing shows. And he told me, here on BTR, he told me that, in fact, the problem is usually vitamin deficiency. That's what's causing a lot of the mental mental deficiencies because what happens is you have less vitamin E, less vitamin B, et cetera, and your body chemically reacts to that, and it shows symptoms of other things that they prescribe other medicines to. He said, let me give you an example. He said, when you take an aspirin, do you have an aspirin deficiency? I go, well, no, of course not. And he goes, <laughs> well, why did you take the aspirin? I said, because I was in pain. And he goes, well, clearly you had either a hunger issue or maybe you had a virus, but regardless, what you were doing was just treating the pain. He goes, what you're doing when you give people psychotropic drugs is you're not addressing the underlying issue. You're making it worse by not addressing it. What you're doing is giving them pain medication. Imagine if I told you you had cancer and I kept giving, giving you Percocets, and never, and that's, which is a pain medication, and not telling you ever to take chemo or to get surgery to have the cancer out. Right. So you're only treating you're treating the effects, but you're not treating the cause, right? And, and you know you're treating the painful side of it, or in this case, the acting out or the uh, uh, aggression or whatever. But what they also don't tell you too is, once these kids come off because their body gets so regimented from being on it, that once they get off and that uh, um, zombie effect goes away, and then their testosterone takes over again, they go. That's why they become you know more violent, more act out way more. It, it's right. it's a terrible psycho, and it's something that's you know, going on. I, I, think, I think something else causes uh, brain deficiencies, honestly, and I think it's the uh, university system in, in, uh, <laughs> in this country. It doesn't help, that's for sure. Yeah, I, well, I'm pretty sure you have to have some kind of brain deficiency to be a professor at most universities, with the exception of maybe Hillsdale. Um <laughs> Well, I was talking to a young girl on Twitter the other night, and she is um, she's going to school for journalism, and she's a conservative. Oh, jeez. And right, she, she was talking about just how her professors just rip her apart, and it has nothing to do with about the work she's doing. It's her politics. Mm -hmm. And she's like, hey, I'm not going to school for the politics side of it. I'm going to school to learn how to report and be a good journalist. And they keep beating their trying to beat their agenda down my throat. I'm not going to buy it, but it's still I'm paying for this. I'm paying for this education. I'm not paying to be indoctrinated. I'm paying to learn how to do a skill, not a way of life. And that's what, you know, these college professors, they feel that they have the right to go up in front and say, oh, well, on top of, yeah, you're here to learn math 101, but I'm also going to teach you 
how you should feel about uh, politics. Or I have a theory. president or whatever. I have a theory. You always have a theory. And Maybe that's where doctorate comes from. You have been indoctrinated. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have a doctorate, you're teaching. Yeah. I dropped out of college, just like I dropped out of high school. I'm, self, I'm an autodidact, which means somebody that self-educates. I've been like that my whole life. I'm self-employed. I'm a, I'm a professional poker player, actually. Uh, I've, been wow. playing, I've been playing poker for five years. I've been self-employed. Thanks, Obama, for raising my taxes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're rich, right? Yeah, you and I'm lowering my ability to play online as well, right? Uh, hey, but here's the good news: um, your health insurance is going to be a lot more expensive really soon if you go to the private. It's going to be up, I think, what's it, twenty-five hundred bucks of, uh, a family for the year. So if you have private health insurance, the New York Times of all newspapers came out this week and said, hey, you know what? Remember how Obama said all these prices were going to go down and you're going to be able to keep your insurance and that that's going to go down? Yeah, well, they were wrong. It's going to go up $2,500 a year. So Yeah, but they probably buried it like on A27 or something. I guess it was on front page. I didn't read it. I heard about it because I, I refuse to read them. That's just me, though. <laughs> Sometimes they have a story that makes sense, but it's like one in one million. Um, yeah, but it's like Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, right? it's usually <laughs> The rest of it's all crap. The the, the thing I was going to say is when I went to college, I had a professor who was an out-and-out communist. He had a beard that was, uh, you know, down to his belly, and he went to South America and talked about sugar cane, and uh, he constantly told me that he was a communist. Guess what he taught? American history. (laughs) And it was the most ridiculous version of American history you have ever heard. Then I got him again by accident because he took over a class for somebody. I registered for a class for a different teacher or professor, and he ended up being the professor in replacement because that professor got sick or somehow. I think she got married. I don't remember. And. it was African. It was African American history because you had to take that to graduate, which I, of course, didn't graduate. And this is one of the reasons I quit. I kept bringing up to him that I'm Sicilian, right? Which, which is an island below Italy, and I kept pointing out to him that we were a slave colony and that we were treated way worse than African-American slaves, which I'm not trying to compare the condition. I understand African-American slaves went through hell. But I was just trying to show him that they weren't the only slaves in the world, that we also went through slavery. I had a I went to a campus that was almost all black. It was in the it was right next to the 30th projects in Cleveland. And all the black kids kept nodding in agreement with me and he couldn't stand it. So he gave me a B when I knew I deserved a straight A because I gave all my work. and that's when I quit college. I said this is nonsense. I said this guy's a total communist and if you try to conflict with any of his viewpoints about white guilt or about economics or anything he will totally shun you and put you down a grade level and it's like I'm done you know and I think that's what's going on in every university in the country I think kids are forced to conform in order to get their grade point average that they that they generally are earning and deserve I I agree and I I had I had an argument with with uh, uh, somebody because they they were talking about African African uh, slavery here in the United States and so forth and uh, first of all that started when we were under British rule, and uh, we did a lot right. of things in the Constitution to, to, to you know, try and quell some of that, um, including the three-fifths clause, in which people say, oh, that's clearly racist, but they're ignorant. They don't know what that, what that was really about, or putting a drop-dead date um, to slavery and so forth. But, you know, nobody wants to talk about the fact that um, the, the Muslims, the, the Tripoli pirates, were enslaving um, the white Europeans, including Americans, after we were no longer under the protection of the British fleet, 
um, they were enslaving us because of our views and the fact that that uh, that their version, um, their their Quran. Uh, taught them that, that was what it was supposed to do, and that's from a report from Jefferson and Adams what they, when they met the, the Pasha uh, of Tripoli in Great Britain, right. the ambassador. I'm so, not I'm not anti-Muslim, but I am from like I said, my family's from Sicily. Uh, our our island was owned by for a period every country that you can imagine in the world. One of them mm-hmm. was those Tripoli pirates, aka the Moors, right? They're, mm-hmm. They were Muslim. Yep. I'm not trying to put – I, till this day, when I look in the mirror, I have a big nose. That is the same profile, and that's why I have family to this day in countries in North Africa. I'm not going to deny that lineage. I do have family, and I know them. I've talked to them online that live in countries in North Africa that have been going through some of these revolutions, Egypt and, you know, the the like. Um, Same face, same race, they say in that region. Um, (laughs) The fact that I'm related Can to those people. Can you imagine if you said that in this country? Uh, oh, uh, it's 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 totally politically incorrect. I, I'm a white guy in this country because I have blue eyes. But they, they, you can't deny genetically that I am related to North Africans. I mean, there's just no way to deny that they raped and pillaged white people, right? You know, mm-hmm. and I don't. I'm not mad at them for that. I mean, it's over. It's 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 gone gone and, and over with. But. Those people, what you're talking about, the Tripoli pirates that went into Sicily and, and other parts of southern Europe and took over, those people brought with them a complete different style of government, a complete different style of of, uh, of ownership of human beings. The idea that somehow we're so horrible as Europeans or non-Europeans, whatever, I, I don't know what you call me, um, as compared to anybody else's nonsense, the United States. I just got one sentence. Let me just okay. say this one sentence, you, and I'm sorry to interrupt. I totally am. I know it's your show. Two percent of the transatlantic slave trade came to the United States. Forty percent went to Brazil. Why are we worse than Brazil? Uh, be, because we allow the liberals to say that we are. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Real, real, that's it, and I'm not I'm not anti-Muslim either. Um, I, I was simply no. simply pointing out that hey, Americans were enslaved uh, during the time of, of of the revolution as well, and mm-hmm. uh, and look, we're 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 bad because we allow them to frame the argument and say we're bad, and they ignore everything that has been done both uh, both by the founders um, as well as everything since then that's been done in order to try and Write that wrong and that injustice, and uh, and ignore it, and basically say they've been oppressed. Another thing is is uh, I stopped saying that I'm I'm you know Portuguese American or you know look my my family I'm first generation actually born in the United States. My family came over from Portugal to Hawaii and 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 thank you worked the, the pineapple and, and uh, sugarcane plantations when uh, King Kamehameha sent word over to Europe that he needed people to work um, those fields, and so my family uh, were immigrants there and and. My parents were even born in Hawaii before uh, Hawaii was a state. It was a territory. And so right. I'm first generation born in the United States. Um, God bless you, man. That's awesome. So, oh, well, thanks, brother. I, I, so I, I call myself an American. I don't say I'm Portuguese American or I'm American. And even on birth certificates of my kids, it was pretty funny. My wife was like, really? I'm like, yeah, I'm not checking Caucasian. Have you ever been to Caucasia? Where, where is that? I've never been to yeah, I want to go to the I've, I've never Caucasia. been to Caucasia. Never seen it on a map. 
So I put American suntan. Nobody can. I I checked other and I put American and and uh, you know of course the lady came back and she goes so like are you like Portuguese American or you know are you Italian American? I said no I've never I'm not wasn't born in Italy I wasn't born in Portugal I was was born in America I'm an American I don't need to hyphenate my name now if I would have immigrated here maybe I could hyphenate my name and I'd feel more comfortable with that but I'm an American and I think those labels do nothing but but uh, separate us. And, and creates that division with us as a, as a people. Total. I'm all, I'm um, all for hyphenating your what you are if it doesn't define you. Like I'm Sicilian American, but that doesn't mean that it defines me. Like I don't I don't have any allegiance to Sicily as a country. In fact, Sicily, if you look up their history, tried to become a state in the union. They they actually a petition the United States, and it was seriously considered. Nobody remembers that, but I, that's um, the truth. Not only that, but if you say you're Sicilian, it kind of means you're a badass. And everybody knows that. <laughs> I, I'm Irish American. <laughs> okay, well, I guess so. <laughs> I have allegiance to Guinness and Jameson, but that's about it. <laughs> and, and the Red Sox. And the, well, Red. no, that's, that's Red Sox nation. That's, so I'm Red Sox American, too. Go Tribe. Sorry. <laughs> Tony, we're up against our last break of the night, brother. I appreciate your call. It was a pleasure having you on. We're going to get that picture out to you, okay? Yeah, hey, thanks for having me on, guys, and let me spit all my stats at you. I know it's overwhelming. Hey, no, no, no problem, we're, Tony. We're, we're glad to have educated people come on the show and discuss with us. And, and we hope you keep listening. Yeah, please join us every week. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, guys. Have a nice night. Hey, guys, it's Sean from Sack Kids Radio. I want to talk to you a minute about our friends over at HomefrontHugs.com. They're an amazing organization of volunteers who take their time, effort, and money to take care of our troops overseas as they serve our great nation. Homefronthugs.com. You can donate, write letters to troops, adopt a troop, you name it, you can do it. Help those wonderful folks who protect our freedoms. Go to Homefronthugs.com. Tell them Sackheads Radio sent you. How you doing? John Grant here. When I'm not slaving over a hot microphone on the 405radio.com Saturdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, I check out Sean and Clint here at Sackheads Radio. We all appreciate the best political bloggers, writers, and commentators. We either get them on our shows or we make fun of them, as it should be. So check us out live Saturdays at 10 a.m. Eastern or forever on the podcasts on the 405radio.com. Hey, this is Sackhead Clint. I want to take this opportunity to thank all the wingnut leaders throughout the world to give our men and women of the armed forces a job, as well as all the anarchists, terrorists, and Occupy folks that give our men and women in uniform on the home front, firefighters, law enforcement personnel, and first responders, uh, job security here in the States as well. So thank all you wingnuts out there. This is Sackhead Clint saying have a good day. Hi, this is Sarah Marie Brenner. You know, we often talk on the Brenner Brief about the fact that there really needs to be an organization to help people at the local level who are interested in running for things like school boards, city council, and other local offices. Well, I think I finally have the solution for you, at least for you women out there. It's called Politigal Network, P-O-L-I-T-I-G-A-L Network.com. Their website's going to be launching mid-August, but they're already on Twitter at PolitiGalUSA. I encourage you to follow them and become a member. Their goal is to be the number one resource for conservative women. So if you love freedom, liberty, the United States of America, and politics, check out PolitiGalNetwork.com or Twitter at PolitiGalUSA. Hey, guys, do you like our news briefs? Better yet, do you like the amazing voice that does our news briefs? Do you need some audio work done? Check out PlatinumVocalCords.com. Our friend Vanessa has years of broadcast experience. 
She's an absolute professional. She'll work with you, get the sound exactly how you'd want it. So go to PlatinumVocalCords.com. Tell them Sackheads Radio sent you. Hey, guys, it's Sean from Sackheads Radio. I know, I know I've said it before. Check out our friends at conservativeoutcry.net, but I really mean it. If you want interesting and exciting political commentary and analysis, that is the place to get it. Different, always spot on, always truthful, never pulling a punch. Conservativeoutcry.net. Tell Rooster to get Bulldog back on and that Sackheads Radio sent you. And also, coming soon, the Sackheads Radio Forum on conservativeoutcry.net. This is Sal from New York. Please listen to Sackheads Radio. This guy's on. Now back to Clint and Sean on Sackheads Radio. With intelligence and quality. With our good friend Sal from New York giving us love. We're going to uh, we're gonna skip topics, but we have Bob on the show who says he has a quote from a KGB agent. So I'm interested to see what this is. Bob? <laughs> hey, guys, man. How you doing, man? Good to hear from you. Good. Good. How, How you doing, doing Bob? Pretty good, pretty good. You guys were talking about education. I got a chuckle out of that, and it reminded me of a quote that uh, Yuri Bezmenov, who defected here, former KGB agent, said about uh, KGB operations. He said it was um, big, huge, mostly 85% slow process of um, ideological subversion or psychological warfare, and uh, he talked about infiltrating education and he says, quote, in other words, Marxist-Leninist ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of American patriotism. Because the result, yeah. you can, the result you can see, and this was back in 1984. <laughs> they had 27 more years to continue this thing. Well, and as you see now, it, it still goes because, you know, and we talk about this all the time, you have Che Guevara on T-shirts, mile right. hats out there, people proud of that stuff. They don't question it. You know, we talked about in one of my early podcasts, uh, I think it was the 25 communist goals to infiltrate America and destroy America. Yeah, it was from it was the communist goals uh, 1963, which uh, was read into the into the congressional record in the House of Representatives um, in 1963. Right. And, and they actually talked about, um, uh, talked about uh, attempting to uh, basically do away with loyalty oaths, and there was actually a push in California to try and get um, state uh, employees to not have to take loyalty oaths anymore, um, talking about uh, dominating the political parties, gain control of, of, student, uh, of student newspapers, gain control of the schools, and uh, as, as a quote, use them as transmission belts for socialism and current communist propaganda, Soften the right. curriculum, get control of teachers' associations, and and put the party line in textbooks. Well, teachers' associations, the uh, unions. Yep, they they talk they talk all about uh, discrediting the American founding fathers, present them as selfish aristocrats, um, basically all the things that 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 they've done. You know, discredit the American Constitution, calling it inadequate, old-fashioned, out of step with modern needs. And I mean, you go down this list, it's actually scary. There are 45 goals. And uh, anybody can can Google it who's listening that maybe hasn't seen them. Just Google Communist Goals 1963 Congressional Record, and and uh, it'll it'll pop up. Yeah, that's exactly right, man. And uh, they also said at some point, I think it was during the Vietnam War. I can't remember exactly who or when exactly, but some somewhere in the 60s or 70s, they said, uh, oh, 
Well, communist communists in America said, "Well, you know, we really don't have to do too much with the Democrat Party working on our behalf." <laughs> I, yeah. I think I think that was was it John Kerry that said that. I think that might have been was it. <laughs> I don't know. I could be a little off. I didn't research that, but I think it might have been John Kerry that said that. <laughs> you know, hey, it's Bob, interesting. I, you, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um, it's interesting you brought up that name. Um, uh, now here, I don't know if you hear the conspiracy theories, but this is the guy who came back from Vietnam, right, and uh, said what he said in front of Congress that U.S. troops were, um, you know, putting uh, electrical wires of genitals, turning on the power, um, you know, cutting off arms and limbs or whatever, uh, burning down and raising villages in the manner of Genghis Khan, et cetera, et cetera. This article came out about five years, uh, maybe oh, six, seven years ago, I guess say maybe, in the Wall Street Journal by a former um, intelligence officer, uh, the highest ranking intelligence officer ever to defect to to America, um, behind you know uh, the uh, Warsaw Pact, and um, right. he was saying that during Vietnam they that they put out a great disinformation campaign, saying quote the U.S. troops were. Cutting off limbs, raising villages in the manner of Genghis Khan, putting electrical wires <laughs> taped to the generals and turn off the power, turn on the power, et cetera, et cetera. Literally, word for word, almost verbatim, what John Kerry <laughs> was spouting to the U.S. Congress. So it makes you wonder, yeah. okay, which is this guy? Is, he, is John Kerry a KGB operative, or is he just a useful idiot? It's got to be one or the other. I, I, I'm going to go with uh, idiot, but that's just me. And uh Bob, thanks for the call. We're going to move on. We have another guy on hold, but I'm going to go with useful idiot. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I think he's an assault idiot. He's an assault idiot. <laughs> thanks for the call, Bob. Thanks for the call, Bob. Now we have Ed from Detroit, and he wants to talk about the title of our show tonight. Ed, what's wrong with the title of our show, buddy? Oh, nothing wrong. Uh, everything's wrong with Pierce Morgan, but nothing wrong with your, <laughs> uh, your show and your subject line. Whew, I was getting nervous. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, Good evening sir. sir. Well, a couple points, a few things bring up about Pierce Morgan. Is, uh, maybe you, you might be able to clarify, but uh, I had a friend of mine actually tell me that his, the school where his kids go, there's, I believe he told me, a nine or 11 armed guards at the school where he sends his kids for someone who's so anti-gun and pro uh England government over here with their gun control policies and I found it kind of uh, humorous. I saw a YouTube video when he brought on Jesse Ventura as the guest to talk about the gun control issue and uh, when Jesse Ventura got done speaking to him and debating the gun control, I'd say about 90% of his audience were cheering for Jesse Ventura but you know, he loves to bring up England and Australia but really let's take a look at what's going on just south of our border in Mexico, where it's, it's a gun control uh, nation, and yet these drug cartels are just uh, got the government bought and sold, and the murder rate and the crime over there is just out of control beyond proportion. Um, and, and, and that's an excellent point, Ed, and you know, that's something that gets overlooked and it hasn't been brought up in this argument often enough, in my opinion. You know, Mexico... Yeah. I don't think I'm pretty sure I don't know the law offhand, but I'm almost positive that the average person is not legally allowed to possess a weapon. Um, but yet, these cartels, because the um, government is so bought and paid for, 
These cartels just have carte blanche, and they walk around with automatic weapons. That's why they're called cartels. Oh, carte, carte blanche. blanche. Yes. Good call. I didn't Thank even you. realize that. Not a problem. Uh, <laughs> they, they, walk, you know, they run these towns, and now, because it's gone unchecked for so long, and I remember the president there from Mexico coming over here and blaming us for the gun issues. Um, while he had a press conference with our president, our president didn't say jack about it. But now it's, and it has more and more started across the border, and American citizens are being killed, and uh, they're going after the people that are, you know, smuggling their drugs that aren't paying them or whatever. But as a result of their quote-unquote gun control, and they should be a safe nation, guns aren't supposed to be allowed, they have a ridiculously high, you know, Juarez is like a demilitarized zone, and nothing is said about that because we don't want to insult our neighbors to the south. But the reality is there. It's a gun-controlled nation. It's one of the most violent nations, from what I understand, in, of modern countries. Um, their murder rate is, I believe, high, way higher than ours. And nobody wants to address the fact that, hey, they're not, they have total gun control. Are we going to do it better than they are? Because, really, uh, you know, these are the same, this is the same government that's supposed to secure the border and can't, supposed to control drugs. They can't, but we're going to put gun control into their hands. I don't necessarily see how that's going to work out. And as far as Pierce Morgan's kids going to a school with uh, armed guards, yeah, I, I, I would bet my left hand that they probably do because it's good enough for him because he thinks he's an elitist and he'll be protected by the left, but it's not good enough for the average person who believes uh, that they have a reason to protect themselves either against tyranny or they just want to have one because they're legally allowed to, it's not good enough for them. We're, we're not smart enough in his opinion. He's smart enough, but we're not smart enough. That's what it comes down to. Uh, and the, the right to bear arms in Mexico um, is, is it's restricted. Now, they say that weapons may be kept in home for security and legitimate defense of its dwellers. That's uh, Title II, Chapter 2, Article 15 of the Federal Law of Firearms and Explosives. Um, and that uh, possession imposes a duty to manifest them. Basically, they have to be they have to be registered, and then to carry it outside of the home, um, it's a, a license is required, um, unless you're a member of the armed forces or a law enforcement uh, institution. However, they limit it. You cannot have a semi-automatic uh, handgun uh, with a caliber greater than a 380, um, but you can't have a 38 uh, super or a 38 commander, um, or I believe a nine millimeter. Um, but you also cannot have a, a revolver greater than a 38 special, um, but a 357 Magnum, which is obviously a, a little bit uh, smaller in diameter, yeah, you cannot cannot have that. Um, so that's that's essentially their their firearm laws. Um, they're very restrictive, but you know they have you know these cartels are running around with fully automatic weapons and and everything that their laws don't don't say. You know I, I point to China, and we talked to China about China. A few shows back, uh, where we say, look, you know, guns are absolutely outlawed in China for private citizens. Yet they're having a, a major run on slashings at, at schools, where they're having these these major uh, attacks at schools where uh, these these attackers are using edged weapons. So it's not, again, it's not the weapon; it's it's the 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 person. Well, well that was. Uh... I was just going to touch on a little bit, like with Mexico. What we have here in the U.S., when people think of organized crime, let's say you talk about the Italian mafia in New York, you know, or some of the big uh, drug gangs, doesn't even come close to what goes on in Mexico. There was a town, I forget the name, but it was near the border of the Rio Grande in Texas there. And anyway, 
there was a, a mayor of this town uh, got some law enforcement together in Mexico, and they arrested uh, one of these head uh, uh, drug ring leaders with his crew, and I believe it was like a week later was killed. Yeah, and shot to death right out in in public. I mean, public officials in Mexico, if if they're not bought and sold by the drug cartels, they're just flat out killed. And when they go anywhere, a lot of these uh, government officials in Mexico, even like chiefs of police, they have to have caravans of to executive. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, it's, for executive it's, protection. It's crazy and this, down there. And and I appreciate the call, Ed. We're gonna because we have to wrap up the show. But thanks for the call. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of mayors, and there was um, uh, one may, uh, female mayor specifically um, who led this big charge against the cartels in her town. And she was, I believe, her husband was kidnapped and murdered, and she was kidnapped at one point. Um, and then she got back, she got free, and she took over as her mayoral uh, duties again. And she ended up getting killed because she kept going after the drug cartel. There was also a, uh, a whole police department that was wiped out by the cartels on a border town. And the one female officer that was left, that would the only one that would show up to work after a while, um, got shot like three different times, and they ended up finding her murdered. And that's and uh, that's in a state that has fairly strict gun control. So why why doesn't the Mexican military declare war and just freaking bomb those compounds? Because they're all bought. Oh, yeah, never mind. The government's all bought. Yeah. No, you're right. I forget I asked. I'm sorry. So, you know, when we, it's funny because when the left accuses us of, like, the 1% and they run everything, they control everything. I just like how Mexico comes over and starts pointing <laughs> fingers at us. I know. I know. It, it's it's seriously like the guy with the terrible lawn. And, and talking I, about the guy with the really nice lawn that hasn't trimmed his weeds for a few days. And that violence has spread over the U.S. borders. Yeah. So, hey, is that not an act of war? Is that not it? Would a military... You have to prove by virtue hang on. that the cartels work directly for the government or the government works directly well, for the cartels. Well, hang on a second. If the, if the government is not doing anything about it, would would we be in defense of our borders since that violence has spilled over by taking direct action? No, and I'll, I'll tell you that why. Question. Go. Because it's mean. Oh. And that's not right. Okay. We're, not, we're not supposed to be mean. As we talked about with the schools... Uh, everything, which is just a big love fest. If everyone would just love each other, we'd be fine. <laughs> how's, your, how's, your, how's your assault Gatorade? My assault Gatorade is going down. Smooth. We should we should outlaw those because that's mean sounding. Oh man! So I, I we, not, we didn't even get to um, the knucklehead who is trying to repeal the Twenty Second Amendment to the Constitution. Well, let's talk about it real quick. We have ten minutes left, and that's a big one because I think we called this. I, we called. We did call this just before the last election. Yep. I, I believe we said if he was elected, watch some knucklehead will try to get him for a third. Um, we should get Sako to figure out what show that was so we can play that clip next week. And and if he <laughs> and, and if he and if he and if somebody wasn't gonna, we said, hey, you know what? A national emergency such as um, a time of crisis, such as hey, I don't know, like a uh, financial collapse. Yeah. If he tried to invoke martial law, suspend the Constitution, and now he's in power for a long time also. Another scary thought. But um, the, the repeal of the 22nd Amendment was actually proposed in Congress. Uh, the congressman was Representative Serrano from the Bronx, I believe. Really nice conservative area. That's, <laughs> that's weird. 
Um, it, it's it's look, it's probably not going to get to be passed. However, um, I think it's in the judicial committee right now, and he's uh, he's trying to repeal the twenty uh, second amendment outright. Which for those of you um, that that may or may not know, that would mean that it would remove term limits for the president of the United States, which means that if passed. President Obama could run for a third term, fourth term, and and so forth. What I think it's funny is that this is being proposed while their guy's in office. Weird, right? Could you imagine if this was proposed while Bush is in office? Oh, they just oh want a dictatorship no, exactly. and all this other stuff. But because oh, the Obama, strong, the strong, the powerful wants to stay in power. Yeah. And God forbid, and blah 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 blah. And this is just. Um, anyways, so he's trying to repeal it. It's, it's. I think it's. I believe it's in the Judiciary Committee. It's. Uh, do you have the the stats on it? I don't have it up in front of me. I Perfect. was just reading it the other day. I'm sorry. It's okay. Google it, and it'll it'll pop right up there. Um, but and the reason it's not going to pass is you need they don't have the votes in Congress to get it. Now, here's why the midterm elections all of a sudden become very Huge important. important. And I don't know what the breakdown of the Judiciary Committee is. I don't know if they're going to be able to get it through that and push it out. It doesn't matter. Boehner's not going to let it get to a vote right. on the floor. So right. it, it's it's not going anywhere. But it would scare me even if it went through the Judiciary. That would still scare me. It would. But, uh, yeah, it would. I don't want anybody – look, FDR should have taught us something, folks. There's a reason that amendment's in place. Yeah, it's there for a damn good cause. If – if this guy is so good, he shouldn't need three, right? If he's going to fix everything and everything's going to be fine, why does he need three? Why can't he do it? Hey, two? you know what? It was so screwed up. Bush screwed it up so much, so bad, that he needs uh, another four years to and, really get us on the right track. By the way, and I just want to point out, because you are so hard against repealing the 22nd and not wanting the president to run for a third, there's a good chance you're a racist. I, I don't want any president to right. run for a third term. Look, no, that doesn't matter. The argument's oh, right. going to be right now. Right. If you were against this, right. you're probably you're right. racist. Yeah. It has nothing to do with his policies. Once again, no, absolutely not. It has nothing not. to do with anything. Right. It has nothing to do with the Constitution. It being in place for a reason. Well, no, there wasn't term limits. Right. So there was not term limits. But we originally. added them for a reason because, well, because we as a somebody, nation recognized because, because somebody abused. Right. Because somebody abused it. Right. Um, Look, I have a problem with somebody that wants to stay in power like that. Yeah. Because why? Look, I, I understand and I respect people that want to serve for the sake of serving. Military personnel, law enforcement personnel, fire personnel, people that want to serve in order to help their community, help their country, help their state, whatever it is, for the purpose of serving. Um, it's a calling or whatnot. Not for the purpose of power. I have a problem with with um, any elected official that wants to stay uh, in office for sake of power. I have a problem with any um, police officer that wants to become a police officer because he or she wants that power. Um, I, I have a problem with that. And I, I go back to George Washington because he was my favorite president. Um, Lincoln would be my second. George Washington did not – he could have been king, and he refused. Um, he could have been another Caesar, and he refused. He didn't seize Congress. He had the opportunity to seize Congress, uh, to, to, to seize Congress um, both when he, when he uh, marched through Philadelphia on his way to Yorktown and even after the war, and he didn't do it. Wait, where? What? Yorktown. Yorktown. Remember Yorktown. Remember Yorktown. Pierce. And 
he, he didn't. And then <laughs> he ran for president, not because he wanted to. He, he wanted to retire at Mount Vernon right. and be a farmer. That's what he wanted to do. His writings bear that out. And he was asked to serve as president, and he did so because he was asked. And he even said, have I not done enough for my country? Um, but he served. And same with the second term, and then he voluntarily gave it. He could have gone a third term, and he could have served for the rest of his life. Right. But he didn't. He gave it up, and he stepped down because he understood the dangers of a tyrannical government. So I have a major issue with somebody that wants to stay in power. Or I have a problem with people that want to keep the same person or the same people in power. Well, and this brings us full circle to the beginning with the interview with Pierce Morgan and uh, Ben Shapiro. You know, he said, Shapiro said, you know, it may not be in my lifetime, it could be 50 and 100 years, but the possibility of a tyrannical government is always there. If history's taught us nothing, it's taught, it has shown us that it keeps happening over and over. Even now, they're tyrannical. Look human nature does not transcend time. Human nature transcends time. Right. It, it doesn't change based upon new science, technology, whatever. And, and I, I truly think, given the opportunity, this guy would take it. And I really think that. I, I you look so at too. what he's done, some of the power grabs he's done, the executive orders. You talk about gun control. He's talking about using executive orders for that. You know, he sidesteps our process on a regular basis. Now this coin that's coming out, the train dollar coin, and I know I saw a picture. It was his picture on it. Without sounding like an uber conspiracy theorist, it's possible. You just said Uber. I did, because I'm not at all German. I don't even know if that's a German word. I just made all that up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it, it's there. I mean, there are reasons for people to be suspicious. You look at, um, you know, ex, uh, extending the executive order they signed that extends all the resources of the country if he declared martial law or a major state of emergency. You look his at new civil, his, his look his, his, his the FEMA Corps his new civilian yeah the FEMA Corps force or you whatever you want to call it what they're trying to do right now uh, socialized healthcare which is socialized healthcare we talked about it before he doesn't like to call himself a socialist because that's a naughty word so he just says progressive I say constitutional terrorist but I'm surprised that it hasn't come up to tax firearm ownership oh it's going to happen because hey. They have the power to tax, right? Supreme Court just ruled it. Oh, yeah. Just ruled that, that they can not that they just ruled that they have the power to tax. Thanks. But really, like, I'm the first person that yes. probably thought of that. Yes. I'm not that smart. Do you realize the hundreds of lawmakers in Washington that listen to this show? Actually, we do have some. We do actually have some, which is kind of cool. But, um, no, think think about it. The Supreme Court has ruled that they can, that the individual mandate, um, the, the individual mandate could be attacked. put into effect because it was the penalty isn't a penalty, it's a tax. Right. So if you own a firearm, why can they not do the same thing, impose that same, uh, utilize that same reasoning, and say, hey, if you own a gun, you can own a gun. You have the choice to own a gun, but if you do, you're going to have to pay a tax on that weapon every, every year you own that weapon. It's not a penalty, it's a tax, and we have the right to tax. And not only do you have a, a tax on each weapon you own, because that way they can control the amount of guns you have. But now they can tax you on the amount of ammunition per round. Well, and you know what? What's next? You pay a tax based on the caloric intake in your food? Well, think about it. That would actually be a clever backdoor, uh, backdoor way to gun ownership. Yes. And 
for them to know and, and regulate exactly how much not only guns you have, but how much ammunition for each type of weapon you right, have. Right, because we need to know to. it for taxation purposes. Yep, because you now have to account for all of that to the IRS for taxation and, purposes. And I'm not kidding, but what is the next step? The caloric intake. The amount of Your tax will be based on the amount of calories you buy. You know what? You I, can go I, anywhere with that. I always bring it back to this argument. Hey, okay, then how's about this? If you choose to exercise your Fifth Amendment right to remain silent, we're gonna. You can do that, but we're gonna tax you for every hour you don't tell right. us what what really. And happened. it's gonna be, I don't know, a trillion dollars an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Use this coin. And yeah, exactly. You can put. Right, but where's the problem? If, if you're gonna if you're gonna tax one rider, you're gonna you're gonna tax somebody because they choose not to buy something or whatever. The, where does it stop? It's right. whole. And hey, just because your guy's doing it now, guess what, folks. They're going to get a turn, too. Yeah. It's going to change eventually. It may not be this time. It may not be. It's not going to last forever unless, of course, unless, of course. the 22nd's repeal. <laughs> well, we're declared martial law. Hey, it's been a great show. It's Thank been a great show. For all of our callers, it was a good time. Thank you, as always, to Sarko, who busted his ass on the phones. He's killing a new website. It's going to be up this week, hopefully. He's been working his tail off for us. My aircraft is on the tarmac. It's getting geared up and ready to go. It is getting geared up. It's been a it's been a great show. It's been a pleasure seeing you this week. I'll see you next Friday night, same time. You got 30 it. Pacific. Check us out, sackheadsradio.com. See the awesome new website that Sako's putting up. We also have he's also putting out the iPhone app. He is making this show actually work on the uh, electronic side because we don't know what the hell we're doing. Follow us on Twitter. We electronics. Follow us on Twitter at sackheads. You should call us, 347-205-9399. If you want to email us, fanmail at sackheadsradio.com. Thank you very much, folks. We will see you next Friday night at the exact same time. Well, no, it would actually be two hours earlier because the exact same time now we'd be in a show. Well, no, I understand. What you see, and it, it actually won't be the exact same time. Right. Listen, we're because, having an argument because, here. Because, no, but it's going to be a week from now, right? No, well, two hours short of. Right. No, I guess you're right. 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 is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus